If you're looking for the best horror, thriller, sci-fi and WTF audio fiction this side of the apocalypse, then you should listen to The Other Stories. With over 500 stories on the podcast feed already and news stories dropping every single Monday morning, The Other Stories is your new best friend. Check out The Other Stories today on any and all podcast platforms or head to theotherstories.net. After all, these aren't the stories your mother used to tell you. These are The Other Stories. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to The Horror Hangout, a podcast where film fans watch the best and worst horror movies of all time and talk about them. My name is Ben Errington and I'm joined by regular co-host, Mr. Andy Conduit-Turner. Hello, Ben. It's been a long time, hasn't it? Not really everybody. I saw him today. This guy's crazy. He's so sarcastic and silly. Uh, but today we are joined by a very, very special guest. Joey Oliveira is a scriptwriter, comic writer letterer and publisher at Afterlight Comics with titles such as Ghost Island, Stay Awake, Wendigo Wood and Slasher Royale to his name, amongst many more of course. Welcome to the show Joey, hello. Thank you very much Pleasure to be here, it's been a long time a listener of the show so it's it's great to uh, finally... Oh wow, yeah amazing. That. We've been meaning Brilliant. to have you on for so long as well Joey I know we, we, we bump into each other, we never quite get the timing sorted but I think it's all come together nicely this time and what a great contrast talking about one of the horriblest blokes in horror with one of the <laughs> nicest ones. Oh, yeah. <laughs> buttering him up. Comparing no, him true to... story, Ben. How dare you? Well, no, of course it's true. I'm just saying buttering up by comparing him to... To the I collector. Gonna say, I was horrible, say, famous, horrible collector. I was going to say a mass murderer, but that's not that's not true, is it? Just collects people. Well, I guess a lot of people did die. Would you claim those true. as accidents, though? He just put the traps there. Is that like Bart Simpson swinging his fist and saying, if you happen to get punched? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Well, he is a bad man. But yeah, so we're going to talk about The Collector today, a film we've not covered um, before, but I think we've mentioned it a few times to cover. A choice of yours, Joey. Is it a big big favourite of yours, this one? Yeah, it's it's like a guilty pleasure kind of movie. You know, you can, there's not much. It's like a tense 
cool atmosphere to it, atmosphere horror. Uh, I love those kind of movies where you can just get engrossed in them and there's not like a massive plot to follow or, you know, people getting yapping away, you know. <laughs> you just need... Not with a bloody yapping. What's yeah, that? Yeah. Scorsese, what are you doing with three and a yeah. half hours worth of yapping? We just want a man in a in a in a house. It's a, it's, a, it's a great concept and uh you know executed well, I think, you know, in, in the constraints that it is in, in a house. Mm. It does get compared to Soul quite a lot, and you and you've mentioned that you're a big fan of that franchise yeah. as well. It's the it's the writers as well as of some of the Saw films, I believe, as well. Oh yeah, I think I saw that. So maybe five, six, and yeah, something else possibly. Some of them, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I They've think got... it takes a bit of the saw filming style as well, like the quick cuts, doesn't it? And the, obviously... yeah, the quick cuts, the like the the color scheme. Some of these some of these shots are like proper drenched in mm. red or blue or green. Um, very grungy. So, yeah. Yeah. And yeah, it doesn't yeah, very, back very... away from the gore either, right? It's not a quick cut away. Oh no, they're they're dead now. There they are, off 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 panel dead it's <laughs> very much you walk into a room there's a cat glued to a floor you walk into another room there's someone pierced on a spike there's all kinds of stuff going on. <laughs> a cat glued to a floor real uh, thing yeah, that happens didn't make it up <laughs> it's like one of those one of those horror houses experiences that you walk into mm. can you imagine that if that was in there a cat glued to a floor <laughs> And then the cat gets sliced. In there. Wait, is it just? It's not just glued to a floor. It's like acid glued. A to special a floor, acid right? glue. Yeah. Where'd you get? Where'd you even get that? I feel like the cat jumped onto the floor though. So again, it wasn't the collector's fault. He much loves much. cats. He loves cats. He's dead that's against. His, that's dead his one regret. <laughs> He's dead against animal cruelty. Uh, of course, we will we will be getting into into the film. We'll do a deep dive uh, very soon. I thought it'd be best to talk about Afterlight Comics first, though, yes. Joey, um, because obviously you've had loads and loads of titles um, out under the Afterlight Comics umbrella and a Kickstarter. Um, I was going to say enthusiast, but that's not the right word. Expert um, keeping Kickstarter afloat, <laughs> uh, and then obviously um, the. Clash of the Cryptids recently funded on Kickstarter and you're going back to the platform for a new title soon. That's correct, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So um, we funded about, I think, uh, maybe seven or eight Kickstarters this year, um, all comics. And luckily, you know, everyone came out and backed them. So they've all been fulfilled and, you know, sent out and people are thankfully enjoying them. So that's that's good, uh, you know. Amazing. And um. Yeah, the next the next Kickstarter coming up is like um we had a lot of people coming to our table at conventions who pick up our card game called Clash of the Cryptids. Clash of the Cryptids mm. is was originally a card game. Uh and it's like a you battle out these folklore creatures like Loch Ness Monster, Bigfoot, and fight them against each other. Um people were using them as like encounter cards for the D and D sessions. So then I went away and oh, started wow, okay. developing this like uh, create your own D and D campaign kind of shuffle a deck. It's got encounter cards in with like Slavic, British, and American folklore. Um, uh, people learn like Baba Yaga, um, and it's got like opening acts and like twist cards as well. So every campaign will be different for like if you're like a dungeon master or you want to make your own stories. So that's coming up next week. So that that's good. Um, and yeah, next week next year is like fully packed with kickstarters have scheduled the year out and i was working out and it's like a it's like a kickstarter every three weeks 
So oh wow! So you schedule it like a year, a year ahead, a year and a half. Yeah, yeah. So like, there's, wow, there's 14 projects like either done or completed. Uh, so in progress right now. It's like yeah. way ahead of time. And so yeah. how how do you like balance like the writing and like the hiring artists and everything else that goes alongside that in within the Kickstarter account? That must be like absolutely tons of work. Yeah, yeah. So um, because we work with different artists, um, obviously each each series. You know, once I finish a script, I can have that artist work on that. Ah, and I see. Finish I the see next you, script, you know, and thankfully, you know, we're at a stage where, you know, the Kickstarters, Kickstarters is always getting funded. So we kind of got like that kind of, um, you know, that backup, like the freedom. We can invest yeah. ahead, you know, with, with yeah. the stories. Oh, wow, man. So, Good um, rotation. So your schedule yeah. of a normal week must look like, right, this day, writing, tomorrow, like find you know doing some meetings with artists and then lots of trips to the post office i guess because you know we see the the response we get i mean i've been lucky enough to see you live at a few conventions i think we we first met many years ago your very first one at mcm in birmingham right when you were there with your first book on the table your girlfriend at the time who is now your wife um (laughs) yeah your your first issue of was it ghost ghost island was first right ghost island yeah yeah yeah, so first issue of Ghost Island on that table. And then I think last time I saw you at a convention, I think you had Clash of the Cryptids was there with you, the card game. Hmm. And the crowd around that table, I had to wave from you from across the thing, like, hey, how's it <laughs> oh, going? Wow. So, so popular. I know, like, I think people really, really have have taken to it. Um, yeah. And rightly so. Like, it's, it's a lot of fun. But, um, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. it's really nice to see the popularity. And I guess that translates to the online as well people seem to be taking an interest in it hence the expansion yeah yeah definitely and um that's why we're kind of like uh expanding with you know like the this new D deck and i've actually um i prototyped and produced like a fully fledged like board game now um this oh, is wow. going to be like the big like the big daddy like project <laughs> for 2024 and that's um, I'm hoping to have like the prototype, and I'm going to like board games conventions next year. I was about uh, to say you spent you're going to be expanding out to board game conventions as well. Yeah, yeah. So um, got a big one booked for. There's one in Birmingham, UK Games Ex- Expo. So I'm going to be there, and hopefully have this prototype, um, so people can have a go of it and then build the buzz for the you know, it's obviously Kickstarter campaigns for board games are a different beast yeah. entirely. Yeah, so I want to you know. I've set the target though for having it ready by then. So the is art gonna... is like done. So a, t- a totally new IP as well for that. Is that something based on your previous work or is this something? Yeah, so it's going to tie into like um uh like cryptids and it's like a dungeon kind of game. And every game that you play is going to be different. It's got like choose um like role play elements. So you with friends and you can talk to them talk to them what decisions you're going to make to get out of the dungeon and stuff like that so it's it's cool that sounds uh, great and like i think board gaming is going from strength to strength currently as well right i'm not sure whether i know it was pre-lockdowns that people Mm -hmm. were starting to get back into board games i feel that has accelerated things even further and i have several friends now who are so into especially independent board games as well i think there's a real love for you know this isn't something that you can go and buy at the shop i think there's almost a competitive nature of being into a thing before it has like retail distribution and you actually backed it and you've supported a new idea rather than something that is being mass produced already so i think there's a 
yeah a huge huge interest in those things i'm yeah. excited to see it yeah cheers well it's gonna be like um you know like really not too simple but you don't have to read a whole freaking manual you know and stop the game what do we do here you know it's like everyone can pick up and it's it's, it's built for me basically yeah. you know you know other people like me that aren't like board game heavy but if some friends come around one day you can all just jump on it and yeah play. take you a few minutes to work out what you're doing then you can yeah. just go not yeah. right everyone sit and watch this video yeah it's a 20 minute <laughs> tutorial yeah we well, don't remember anything at all that's me at no. least uh awesome obviously we'll put the link uh to afterlight comics in in the show notes for everybody to go and check out i highly re- recommend a lot of the comics on there i've i've backed well quite a few red loads as well um and yeah they're all kind of inspired i mean a good reason for you to be on this podcast is they all are inspired in a way by classic horror um and sort of like horror tropes that we're all, we all know and love um and obviously most of them have got a nice unique spin on those tropes as well so i still uh, remember your first ever um description of Ghost Island, Jerry, when you made it, said, imagine Jurassic Park, but they put ghosts in it instead. I was like, take a copy of that, say no more. <laughs> it wasn't actually me who came up well, with well, it. Well. It, was like, it was like my fourth convention into a year of like, touring Ghost Island 1. And I was first convention with a friend who was helping me. <laughs> he he actually pitched it for me. And he said, oh, okay. oh, wow. Nailed it. And you're like, like I'm, well, I'm, I'm I'll, I'll be having that for the next I'll be having that, thank you. <laughs> amazing awesome stuff okay um i guess we should talk briefly about the conventions we were but we were all at this uh this weekend just gone so um joey you attended for the love of horror convention in manchester uh yeah how was that any highlights it was good yeah it was um uh for the love of horror is like very guest heavy you know um yeah always get really good guests um probably the some of the best in the, U- the uk convention scene um they had um the cast from Terrify 2. Oh, uh, nice. The girls. And, awesome. I don't know their names. Sorry. Um, and the boy. And then they had the... Is it John Jarrett from Wolf Creek? The Australian. Oh, yeah. Oh, we were just we, talking we, about him the other day. We, we were chatting about him just do, last night. We need to do yeah. a Wolf Creek yeah. episode. There you go. And he, he was there. Um, and who else was there? They had one of the Hall- Michael Myers guys, I think. Oh, okay. Someone from, had... someone from someone from Saw as well, did you say? Yeah, so you had Detective yeah. Hoffman, Costas Mandalon from oh, Saw. Well. His cue was like um pretty big because I don't want to see any spoilers, but if you up to date with the Saw movie franchise, you know, something might I'm, be happening. I'm not, but I'm I'm assuming that means he's he's involved. He might be on the way back. Be on the way back. I guess oh, especially yeah. now they're dealing with it's no secret that Saw X is not the last in the timeline is it it's it's gone back a little so it's between lots of people one, that you saw one and two yeah saw around might be back again yeah yeah definitely so it's doing well the box office saw so i think uh yeah oh, i know it's always a franchise uh, that will never be stopped oh well did spiral spiral and jigsaw did, did they do all right at the, at the box office as well is it just like the box office numbers that are keeping it going i'm not sure to be honest i yeah. don't i think it was just the fan reception wasn't Maybe no, you know that's what stopped them from maybe pursuing had, more. They had a little break, and I think Spiral. I think we we did an episode on Spiral, didn't we? And I, I didn't engage yeah. that. I thought there was something a little, 
don't know, it felt a little hollow, a little bit missing. I've always been a fan of the early Saw movies. Yeah. Um, so I think on the podcast, we've only ever covered the original and then Spiral. Um, I think just because it was like a new release. But I do enjoy, my favourite thing about the franchise is when you get flashbacks and whoever the character is, in order to making them young, they just... <laughs> they a backwards baseball cap on it. Either a backwards baseball cap. What did they do with Chris Rock? I can't remember. They didn't, it, was it literally just he had a different hairstyle? That was literally yeah, the big, yeah, the big lollipop. Oh, <laughs> it might have been a moustache, actually. Yeah, because at least they could go, oh, this was the 80s. You know, <laughs> had, Everyone was rocking a moustache. He's wearing yeah. shorts. <laughs> <laughs> He's wearing shorts. <laughs> He's wearing shorts. Amazing. Uh, awesome. Okay. Um, and then, of course, me and Andy just got back from um, Fort Bubble mere hours ago. Um, and we met some 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 awesome people uh, and sold some books, sold some comics as well. So it was good fun. Um, and we also spoke to the guys from Dead Northern, attended the Dead Northern stage for a while, witnessing the, the cosplay, uh, the cosplay parade and various other things as well. Um, and yeah, we might be getting on board with them and doing some level of collaboration next year. Hopefully we're going to attend the event as well. Um, so obviously we did Fright Fest this year. We're definitely keen to attend more um, in-person events and cover them and talk to people. So yeah, watch this space. I wish I'd been like, I have to be careful. I'm more week away, weekends away with you than I do my wife, which probably means I should start taking her away more. Um, no, I don't know. Rather, rather than go less with you because I want to go to all this cool stuff. <laughs> You have a great time with me as well. Yeah, I've had uh, a lovely time. Had a lovely time, yeah. Yeah, yeah. The, the opposite of horrors. We had a lovely traditional Saturday evening Wagamamas. Isn't that nice? Lovely, yeah, lovely. Sa- and of course, on this podcast, it's very rare that that me and Andy get to watch the films together. We obviously watch them separately. Um, but yeah, we. I say we snuggled up on the sofa. It was we were so snuggly on the sofa. I was I was drifting off. I was yeah. drifting off. I had to keep. I had to keep waking myself up. Nothing to do with the film, of course. Just uh, incredibly, incredibly, toasty incredibly and cozy. I've been, been talking to people all day long. I mean, Joe, it's no secret to you. Um, anyone that's been to any any type of convention around the world, if you've been there, I bet you come back and you think, "Oh, I'm dead tired. I've been walking around and looking at all these amazing things." In it, honestly, try doing it on the other side of a table. <laughs> I have never been so tired in my life. And my voice is like an octave lower than it normally is. Because um, you're talking most of the day, like a slightly because you're in a loud hall, mm. so you're talking all day, slightly louder than you would normally. Um, I, I was at um, London MCM in I think in May, and like it's a three day event, and on a Saturday I lost my voice completely, <laughs> just going through all the books on the table, and I was like, shit. What did you have to do? Just point at comics. My wife uh, drove down and she uh she took over from the from the Saturday and was like she knows the crack with all the books and stuff. Luckily, so uh she literally saved the saved the weekend. To be honest, I was just, just like I can't speak anymore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Didn't get away now, honestly. Oh God, terrible. That's, that's pretty terrifying. Yeah, uh, that's pretty terrifying. But a good way to relax and and recuperate after a few days of talking to everyone and selling comics. Couple of hours on a podcast, eh? Yeah, couple of hours talking about horrible bloke, horrible talking about a bloody horrible bloke, bloody collector. Okay, uh, just a tiny bit of horror news before we move on. Um, one thing this is in relation to Fort Bubble as well because I've got a hands-on look at the 
uh, Vice Press Evil Dead 2 VHS. So this is going to be available on Thursday uh, on the on the Vice Press website. But um, I've got a good look here. So it's just a brand new pressing of a VHS. It's got like blood splatter. Uh, it's like screen printed blood splatter on it. It's got art cards in it. I think there's three different um, covers that you can choose from as well. Um, and it was one of those things, even though I was encouraged to touch it, I was still very delicate with it. because I was like, oh, God. In case the guy you've done, you've got to buy it now. Yeah, or, or yeah, a trap. A, it's a, it was it was a collector style trap. Where it was <laughs> you like... pull it, and then all of a sudden the string goes, and you've been like sucked up into a box. <laughs> I've been a, a complicated pulley system has just fired me down the down the down the convention hall. Um, <laughs> and you're there with little little tiny VHS tapes like going round your head after you've been like bonked on the head, <laughs> and then a chandelier full of knives falls on you. Oh, that's the worst one. Um, so yeah, this has got artwork from Matt Ferguson and, and Flory. Is that I think that's how you say that person's name? Um, but yeah, it looks delightful. And I think you're like if you're a VHS collector, it's great because obviously when you are a VHS collector, you usually get finding relics and sort of um VHS maybe that's out of print or something like that, maybe paying over the odds for something just because it's so rare. Whereas this, like, how often do you get a chance to buy a brand new VHS which is produced, sold under license in the UK as well? So it's like an official Evil Dead product as well. Um, and six postcards as well, you get, which is lovely. I would I feel say like VHS is going in the direction of like vinyl now, where there will be these like prestige formats of people like yeah you haven't seen this unless you've seen it on i think so VHS. yeah so if you've got there's... any what's the price VHS machines you've got a uh got a crt price... tv get them down that's a, that's a good question actually let me see what the price for it is um because yeah if it's 35 <laughs> do you reckon 35 quid yeah. oh it's not wait there we go um it is it says all it says is yes it plays that's not the price. I want to know the price. Um, you have I to ask think... Ben. Possibly the price has not been revealed up until <laughs> it goes live. So we'll find out. We'll I can imagine out, the, um... the cost of making VHS. Yeah. It's, it's quite niche now, isn't it? It's got to be, you know, pretty pricey. Yeah, because yeah, who, who out there is going to be able to do it, I guess? It's weird, mm. isn't it? But yeah, um, it's, so it's going to be a new line of Vice Press home video. This is the first one. Um no news on what the next one might be, but keep an eye out for, for that going live. Um, yeah. Awesome. Um, and the only other things I wanted to mention was the Terrifier free teaser, which I think we briefly discussed last week, is officially available online now. I think it was only shown in theaters with Terrifier 2 uh, last week, but now you can watch it. And it's just a nice little teaser of Art the Clown putting some presents under a tree and a little boy coming into the room. And it does make you think, surely. I mean, are, are kids now on, on Art the Clowns? Is that the next step? Who knows? Because it's pretty so brutal already. The, the kids have been on menus from people from 80s horror movies for a long time. Sort of blob eat that kid back in back in the mid-80s. If they can yeah. do it, why can't I? <laughs> kids are back on the menu, boy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> kids are back on the menu. <laughs> Finally. Um, but <laughs> I've done it too good for too long. Uh, so there's that. Obviously, go and check that out online. That is releasing next year. So um, that will be a, a Christmas extravaganza. And then we also got a trailer for horror, kind of horror, horror adjacent, the new Ghostbusters movie, Frozen Empire. Have you both seen the trailer for this? No, Not I seen it? have. How are, you, how are you feeling about it, Ben? I mean, I don't know. It was one of those where I didn't 
I hadn't really been paying attention to what they were doing with the franchise, whether and it was going to be like a brand new trilogy um, with with this with the last film and now this sequel and whatever they're going to do. Um, I don't know. It's weird, isn't it? It just doesn't feel it doesn't feel spooky. It feels more like um, like a disaster movie, like yeah. New York freezes over. I've been struggling with it tonally, and I did hear um, someone say something today that I did maybe soften me on my bit. My initial reaction was, well, I'm not sure I am into this. I think mostly I didn't like the ice effect as it was as it was coming over the city. Yeah. And I was like, it- oh, I'm not, I'm not quite sure about this. But then I've been turned around a little bit by a couple of people. One, some of our friends who have been very positive say, oh, no, it looks really exciting. But then another description saying they want they wanted to do was have it rather than you know uh, someone's described the previous one as basically like the force awakens of ghostbusters it's like do the same thing again realistically but bring it all back and bring those legacy characters back someone else has described this one as what they wanted to do was make it like an episode of the real ghostbusters cartoon yeah, where something I, I read, weird happens and that. it's not zool and it's not all those other folks again they just do a weird thing Tonally, it's a bit strange that there aren't really any jokes in the trailer. There aren't really any jokes in the trailer. It doesn't look particularly scary, spooky. So it's a bit weird. It doesn't necessarily feel like, uh, and again, it's just a tiny trailer, so we don't know. Um, Joey, are you a big Ghostbusters guy? Did you like the last film? I didn't I didn't watch it until three or four years ago, you know, Ghostbusters 1. Um, oh, really? Okay. Yeah, oh, wow. Yeah. So maybe if I'd have watched it earlier, you know, in time... Mm. If you're more into it, like yeah. you got no, you got no like childhood fondness for it. Uh, you got no skin yeah. in the game for the old, uh, for the old yeah. Ghostbusters. I, I did hear about this Ghostbusters though. The the studios are heavily uh, banking on this being like a blockbuster movie. It's gonna rake in hundreds of millions. So yeah. it's a lot wow, of, okay, lot, lot rolling on it. So it's got it's got good people in it. So mm. I, I think. Having been initially sceptical, I think I've just about turned around. So, you know, I'm interested to see them do something different. And it's the first trailer. There's plenty more to see. Um, Just loads of really good, funny people. And I can't imagine they're going to say, we're going to strip it out and make it a really dour movie. It must be that they're just maybe taking the opposite approach to any comedy movie I've ever seen and not put all the best jokes in the trailers so we can just be surprised on the day. I like it. It's not going to be like an an origin story for these characters either. Like these characters are established already, so we can get straight in there with the Ghostbusting action. Um, and it does look like legacy characters are involved as well. I mean, I'm sure I'll see it. I'm just oh, absolutely. Not... What else am I doing? What else are you doing on the day of release? Um, okay, so that's it for horror news. Um, very very brief because I know we've been busy this week. Uh, what we've been watching? Has anyone seen anything this week? Can I, that can is... I mention a little bit of horror news? Of course, of course you, you can. Some, please. I, I would usually uh, I would usually open up to the room. I don't know why I didn't, but yeah, of course, go for it. Um, does I I literally you know don't back many board games, and because we mentioned board games before, and we've mentioned Saw, and we've mentioned this film, obviously the writers. Uh, I think ten days ago there was a Saw board game that's been launched on Kickstarter, oh, and wow, it's called okay. Saw Trials. And basically, yeah, you can play with a group of friends, or they've got like they've just released this new solo mode that you can play on your own, which is pretty cool. And basically, you're you've got to escape all these traps and follow these clues to escape like these different rooms and mazes. I think it's pretty cool, and it's the only time I've like backed quite big for a Kickstarter. So you they've got like oh, a wow, okay. basic basic board game, which is like forty five quid, which is quite 
you know, reasonable for a board game. And then there's like a £65 version where you get like a, a sore severed hand prosthetic. Oh, yes. Uh, that's pretty. A, that's a pretty good a price for something box. like that, isn't it? Yeah, Definitely. I thought so. I was thinking, uh, yeah. So that that's 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 on my radar. Oh yeah. That's oh great. nice. Good just, to get it on there. Give me something else for the show notes, Ben. Get it in there. So yeah, just looking. Saw the jigsaw tr- trials. You've been it's selected really as a potential one. new candidate to become my successor. But first, you have lessons to learn. You're trapped in my work- workshop, filled with everything you need to create. Oh, create my traps. So you like creating traps? I'm breaking them. Oh well, okay. Well, this, this sounds cool, yeah. I like the idea of this. And yeah, Kickstarter board games, Um, I found usually there's like, oh, I, I wouldn't mind backing this, but it does seem like, I mean, I totally understand why they're as expensive as they are. But that seems like a bargain if you're going to get a, a nice prosthetic severed hand as well. And they've, done, they've done a few Kickstarters before, so it's not like a, you know, run-in yeah. job. So. Yeah. Oh, nice. And Lionsgate, Lionsgate's officially licensed and all that, so it's you know, should sweet. Should yeah. So they, like the sound, yeah, they, they're all they're all set up to actually go. Yeah, that sounds great. Yeah, awesome. So good. Uh, nice one. Okay, so yeah, um, what we've been watching this week? Anything horror or horror adjacent in the last seven days or so that you would like to mention? Anybody, Joey? Have you seen anything? Um, I seen Talk to Me on Netflix. Oh, what did you Lovely. think? I liked it. I liked it. I really liked the concept of it and um. You know, kids like kids being around it, and the, you mm. know the possession factor. And I think it's that that film has got a lot of legs in terms of like you know sequels and building the yeah. lore of that. You know, I I was listening to an interview with the two uh, the guys the directors. Uh, yeah, brothers, are they brothers or something? I think they're brothers. Yeah, I think they're brothers. And they're like, d- disgustingly young, YouTube, right? Yeah, yeah, that's it. And uh, they they literally have got like a massive like book of law that they like oh, wow. pages That's and cool. pages before they even did the film so they know where like who's passed the hand on to who down generations and all that. i thought that's really yeah. that's really exciting and not not spoiling anything for what we'll be talking about in less weeks than you think when we do in our films of the year i can almost guarantee that's going to turn up when i'm when i'm going to be talking about things i've liked the most this year i think it was good it had some great scares in it i think yeah the the depth of the lore as you mentioned was really good and found the dialogue really genuine and and, and engaging it did feel like the way that you know teenagers talk to each other and things like that i thought it was really good Mm. i think the sequel's been confirmed as well hasn't it talk to me too i think it was just called that i think there was a confirmation that was going around um so talk yeah, to me. talk to <laughs> me. I mean, yeah, it's, it's, miss, missing a bloody trick there, aren't you? And then if of course talk to, and then of course talk to three. <laughs> talk through me. Um, talk for me. Oh, that's, that's all hey, coming. See that, that this is this is free. <laughs> <laughs> this is all in the book. I've seen the book. I've seen the booklet. Uh, any anything else at all, Joey? That you see? Um, what else? Uh, I actually watched a bit of that Terrifier too as well. Um, I'm not very massively into gore, even though this film's mm. a little bit gory. But uh, I think, you know, Terrifier takes it to um quite extremes, quite an extreme level. Yeah, it's I'm not, assuming you've been a while, not been a while since I had a nightmare. And I think I had a nightmare, <laughs> oh, <laughs> I no. and I kept hearing, thinking I heard uh, shouting and stuff in the night. So. Oh no! <laughs> All right, the client just appearing at the window. Well, did you see the particular scene, like in a in a bedroom as well? There's a scene. Yeah, scene yeah, that, that was a... that. That so, might be 
the maddest shit I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, yeah. Like you almost became a statistic then, Joey. I see with those pictures, like man, watch this film. Got too scared, had to be taken out by the ambulance. I, you, you, you having some oxygen outside? Man passed out in the aisles. Had to be taken. That that makes a great headline. Yeah, because I think there was a headline going around about number three, where it was like big studios refuse to back this because of opening scene. And I think Damien, um, Liet, is it Leon? Leon, Leon said that's not entirely true however it does make a good headline yeah yeah um andy have you seen anything this week just the one um i've been on been on shudder i'm still making terribly slow progress on all of the prestige television um and i i've realized that there's a new season of chucky going right now as well and i really love the last two so i want to get started on that um Mm -hmm. i think it's screening on sci-fi here i haven't dug into where what it's on so i need to catch up on that but i did watch something on shudder um i've started the uh the new hell house movie the prequel but i'll comment on that when i finished it i got sidetracked and had to go out so i'll finish watching that possibly start it over because i'm only about 20 minutes in but i did get to watch um the puppet man the puppet man the puppet um, man the Puppet Men over on Shudder. It's another Shudder original. It's one of them that's come out just around Halloween-ish. Um, and it begins with a, it opens with a scene of, uh, there's a woman there cooking some dinner and her husband comes in sort of walking awkwardly and he does a murder on her, um, but he seems to be not in control of his own body. And then we flash forward a few years and you see his now grown up daughter struggling with the curse that's also affecting people around her where these people suddenly lose control of their bodies and then horrible things happen to them. And um, no spoilers, but, you know, the film's called The Puppet Man. I'll uh, leave it to your intelligence to wonder who's behind that. Um, yeah, The Pinocchio. Puppet Man. No, Pinocchio's dad. What was his name? Geppetto. Geppetto. Can Geppetto confirm it doesn't spoil the film for you. It's not Geppetto. Hmm. Um, but maybe it's someone else. Um, it was interesting. Like it was, it was good. If you've seen films like, um, for the way that people lose control of their bodies and then horrible things happen to them, have you seen Mirrors? Keep us over, yeah. Yeah, reminded me yeah. a little bit of conceptually of Mirrors, except it's not Mirrors. It's Puppet Men. Um, hmm. yeah, and for, it's one of those where I think quite early on you get the impression as what's going on and what's behind it all. And then certainly for me watching it, what I had an initial you know, suspicion of it being, and I was sitting back going, oh, I've rumbled this. This is exactly what it is. This is what's how it's going to come out. I was wrong, and it was it made the film more enjoyable when it actually you thought, did come you out thought what it Ge- is. You thought Geppetto as well. I thought it was Geppetto, yeah. So I have seen him. He's got form. Um <laughs> But yeah, He's it's got interesting. Forms. It's on Shudder, and if you already have Shudder, it's free. So... um it's worth the watch. Very nice. Um, only one for me as well. I watched the movie Dark Harvest, um, which is on Prime now, directed by David Slade, who directed 30 Days of Night, Hard Candy, apparently one of the Twilight movies. <laughs> Twilight Saga Eclipse got him involved in that. This is like a really good Halloween movie, a set at Halloween. There's like some weird town tradition um, and there's some great creature effects, some great monster effects, some great gore effects. Um, some of the performances maybe not as great, but I think based on the concept, it's still enjoyable. Um, yeah, I think it's a decent watch for Halloween. And without spoiling anything in terms of creatures and stuff, definite, definite pumpkin head vibes. Okay. 
So if you're a fan of that franchise, I think reach up my watch list as we speak, Ben. I'm going to get it on there. Get it on the never-ending watch list. But that is it, apart from uh, the film of the week. Unless there's anything else anyone anyone wanted to cover before we dive in. Nothing else from me, Joey. No, no. There we go. To the main event, then. The collector. To to the main event, uh, Mr. Collector himself. Do we know his name? Has he got? Has he got a real name? Bob. John. John Collector. John Collector, yeah, this is his official name. His official surname is The Collector. Um, okay, so The Collector is a um, 2009 American horror film written by Patrick Melton and Marcus Dunstan, directed by, uh, oh, it just says Dunstan, Marcus Dunstan. I thought just a man with one name, like, I don't know, Nelly. <laughs> <It stars. laughs> or, or the orangutan of the same name. Oh, yeah, well, when he checks in. Stop checking in, Dunstan. Go and direct this film. It stars Josh. I don't think of the same person though. Sorry, Marcus. Oh, that's a shame. Uh, Michael. It stars Josh Stewart, Michael Riley, Burke, Andrea Roth, Juan Fernandez, uh, and Robert Wisdom. Um, Norman Wisdom's son. (laughs) Probably not. The film follows a man who, in order to pay a debt, breaks decides to rob a house, only to find out somebody of far more sinister intentions has already broken in. I'm assuming a long time before. Even though it's made out that it's mere hours, um, it's got six point three on IMDb, twenty nine percent critic score. They didn't like it. A forty eight percent audience score, and three point zero on Letterboxd. And here are some choice reviews from Letterboxd. Silent J says uh, one of the most underrated horror flicks of the last decade. The Collector deserves his own franchise because he really has enough potential to be a horror icon if given the chance. Just give him a chance. Four stars. Uh, Tuna Chips says possibly the darkest entry in the Home Alone franchise. Four stars. I think Home Alone is pretty dark, regardless of <laughs> like people people are getting brutalized. Um, that's four stars as well. Sam Cone says some uh, one of the uh, most aggressively stupid movies I've ever seen, but somehow becomes a horror masterpiece if you watch it between the hours of twelve and two a.m. Three stars. Did anyone anyone late night late night watch last night? Was it for us all? I think it was for yeah. us. All. It's reasonably late. Um, it was after midnight when Baz finished. Yeah, there we go. Um, that's three stars. And then Audrey Lorraine says, "This is the jagged, high contrast, late Jalo Saul that that Saul always could have been. Technically complex, but also slightly inept in a way that really only works depending on what the viewer brings to it." Three and a half stars. So some like mixed reviews there. But despite that, I couldn't find any like super, super negative reviews when I was looking through. Even the ones that gave it like one and two stars were just didn't really elaborate on that. So um seems that people kind of like it. And I guess um you do too, Joey. Yeah, I think it's uh you know, it's ex- executed quite well, you know. I'm a I know some people don't like it, but you know, like I like the quick cuts and you know, it fits in with the vibe sometimes when it's especially when it's traps and it's fast moving mechanisms and things like that. You know, I, I like the quick cuts. You know, what I love the most in horror is like slow motions, slow mo clips, you know, mm. building up that tension. And there's quite a few slow mos in this, like when Arkham's walking around or like the footsteps going up the, the steps. Um, it's very much like the MTV style, you know, like, yeah you know music video start at uh, things like it, the saw franchise like built upon as well I, yeah. i've seen ghosts use it quite a lot as well i i, I love it i love stuff like that so it might people mm. might find it cheesy but i, I like it 
13 Ghosts. It's, it was almost like the slow-mo. Remember the 13 Ghosts sort of made... I don't know if we get anything like this in here, but the slow-mo, but also does that weird sort of like wobbly mm. face thing going on. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that is very like music video, like turn of the century um, music video of a certain genre, usually like alternative um, love doing stuff like this. And yeah, it's a film that feels like a, it was released in 2009 mm-hmm. um, just because you can recognise those quirks in the filmmaking. That colour um, saturation is the is aggressively 2009 as well, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, the, 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 these days, everyone's got coloured LED lights everywhere. It feels like they were ahead of the curve. They had the coloured LED lights in all the well, corners. It's a, ni- it's a nice house they're doing it. Probably it could... You know, it was before the days where you could have a digital assistant change the color of your lights, but they were they were well set up for single pillow work. Yeah. <laughs> um, and what I read as we were getting ready for this, um, I think it's worth sharing given the sort of shared DNA. So originally the collector was shopped around Hollywood. You know, people were passing it around in bars and the like and business meetings. Uh, it was called the Midnight Man originally. I can see the collector being called the Midnight Man. He's got a Midnight Man face about him, don't you think? Yeah. Um, but it was pitched as a spin-off or prequel to Saw, uh, an origin story for John Kramer. Mm. But the producers were like, "Nah, mate, we're dismissing it." So they they changed it. And I guess the changes, bearing in mind we've talked about Saw a little bit, and Joey, I know you're a big fan, so like. John Kramer, at least initially in the early films, Jigsaw kind of has a a motive and a method. It feels like in changing this, maybe they've taken the sympathy out of Jigsaw and his method and made him the horriblest man. Obviously, we don't know what changes they made, but mm. it feels like that couldn't be an element of the character in a Jigsaw prequel because it unless you unless you decided to become nicer at the end. Mm. I um, yeah. I quite I. I see where they come in. It could have been a spin-off or it could have been a prequel. I think you could have spun it like what? Because if you've seen Jigsaw, you, you, you know, they've spun it like um, he had like a apprentices that he was building, didn't he? Mm. So this could have been like a rejected pr- apprentice or someone that John Kramer kicked out and because he was mm. too violent or didn't have, you know, you're obviously... not torture. You're not torturing people in the right way, mate. Right? I'm collecting people. The way, the way I'm doing it. I'm t- there's a I'm people teaching people a lesson. What's this? Yeah, killing is distasteful. Yeah, but um, um it could have gone that. It's totally uh, could see it going that route, but you know, what I what... yeah, I agree. And I think what I kind of like about this film is the fact that like it doesn't feel the need to give you that lore and the backstories mm-hmm. of people and i know i don't know you didn't really get it in the first saw so that kind of makes sense but saw for me was the franchise that kind of i kind of started losing interest in when that stuff was more and more was introduced more and more mm-hmm. um the, the the sort of act of not really knowing what was behind these traps and the motives behind it made me more interested in it and when we started getting all of the information sort of given to us that was when i struggled so i mean i don't know what the collected is like no the collection what's the second collection is the sequel i think it's classic alien aliens it just takes everything to the extreme okay and in the the collection and i think it it really dials everything up it escalates a lot and it gives you more background for the there's a there's a queen collector collector. it's the the collector himself he's he's uh (laughs) he's a uh it's the word. Uh, he's a republic. He doesn't recognize a royal family. Um, oh, he is just doing he, his he, own he, thing. He, he lays eggs. Me. When I um, 
when you've got me thinking about how it could have fit in, headcanon now, this is coming together. What if you take out the quick cut of a Saw movie when someone in a pig mask comes and tranquilizes you real quick? What if the collector worked for Jigsaw and before you go into the traps, it's him that comes He's around the your house and, and robs you off? That could have been that it could have it could have specialized in it, just collecting him in the house. Yeah. He could fit in. He could you could fit yeah. in. He could easily fit in. I just kept fit all fit I kept in the organization. In. <laughs> you can still fit him in. Saw fair oh. being Bobby. <laughs> well, yeah, they're like, well, Saw 10, Saw X is 1.5 essentially. <laughs> that means we've got all the point fives to get through next. You know? Um, I did I was worrying about the wrong things in this film though. I just kept thinking, oh, I hope someone got rid of that wasp nest. I hope that been left because that's dangerous, you know. Someone gets stung. The next family moves right. in after this one, after cleaned up the house from this one, got all the spikes out the stairs, and there's still wasps there. You'd be finding traps for years after you sort of this. <laughs> I mean, I know it. Uh, spoiler alert, of course, it does. Um, does it explode or just ca- catch on fire? Yeah, I guess in a way that's a, that's tidied up right now. Mm. Just bulldoze the land over, put a new house on it. Yeah, that's fine. No one ever. There's literally nothing left for them to realize that this is um, evidence. What's this? A chandelier made out of knives. That's a weird design choice, I know, but you know. I'm I guessing to... in the explosion, the knives just melted onto the chandelier. Oh, there we go. That's handy. Four hundred bear traps. <laughs> oh my just god! Yeah. I mean, it is overkill, isn't it? Like it's that a family. A it's a family of four. Is it a family of four? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm pretty sure. I mean. Two bear traps, I'd say, would do it. Just like a sea, <laughs> a yeah, sea yeah. of bear traps. Oh man, he must have a way to set them up quickly. And he's put locks. He's put new locks on all the doors as well. Should have been his, a locksmith on exterminator. Arkham was walking around the house at the beginning Before. with yeah, no was. traps around. And then I did think that. Yeah, it was like the old turn. <laughs> Maybe he was just finishing up in the other room. They were just like yeah. working around. Yeah. If you don't acknowledge the traps, they won't work. That's it. Yeah. You've got no you got to notice them, I guess. Big trap there. He's not switched um, them on yet until the la- like he basically hooks the last bit of string on and it somehow triggers all of them to go live. <laughs> we were la- we were laughing about it, saying like I wonder how the collector gets around the house. And then we were like, it's got video game rules to it. So if you've set the trap, like if you've set the claymore, it won't explode for you. It's fine. You can walk on it. Yeah. <laughs> you can walk on it. <laughs> walk through it. What did you? What was it you said? Yeah. yeah, he's he's marked he's marked as friendly, so he's like, no, I'm only. <laughs> I guess that's kind of a it's kind of a cool thing because the collector maybe this is more pronounced in the sequel, which is odd because he's a is an exterminate. You think he'd be the opposite of it, but he's very like a spider, right? Like he turns the house into like a spider's web of traps, and then like a spider because spiders mm. in the real world, in the world of nature, do a David Attenborough bit for you here. Um, spiders can get stuck to their own webs they haven't got like specially slippery feet like a spider knows in a spider's web where it can and can't stand to not get stuck and they instinctively know that so a spider can move around its web very quickly and that's what we have I think in the collection you know you'll throw a spider motif you'll chuck a CGI spider about here and there to remind you that human spiders are connected so I feel like that's what he's doing he's turning people's houses into these yeah. kind of web-like structures, and he just knows how to get about. He could probably close his eyes and hopscotch about the place. He is quite a small guy, as well, right? Is that is that oh, right? I he, he, yeah, I did you? Was, yeah. All oh, right. 
But when he's walking outside the house, you, you can see like uh, a body okay. kind of thought... Must be like Michael Mike Myers kind of height. Mm, okay. Yeah. I don't know why I thought he was small. Maybe just because the way he's sort of like skull. Well, he's creeping around. around the house. He's ducking. Yeah, he's ducking. He's like, Hang on a minute. How tall are you? His little, his, his little light in up eyes. That I mean, that is a creepy. It's mm. a good. It's a good sort of like creepy visual, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I feel like aesthetically, like. You know, when you're a kid and you've um, accidentally watched a bit of Crime Watch and then you sit away, even though Wasses Chops tells you not to have nightmares, that's not enough. You sit yeah. there thinking that burglars are going to break into your house. And I feel like when you're a kid, this the collector is the image of like the faceless criminal that might come into your house with like <laughs> glowing, monstrous eyes, but otherwise a, yeah. like a featureless, just void as a face. Mm. He look, kind of looks like a, a a sleep paralysis demon type thing. I think <laughs> yeah. that's the that's the person I always think I'm seeing in the corner of the room when I when I get those experiences. And it's just a <laughs> pile of washing. It's yeah. just a it's just a pile of washing. It's just a man with with my pants on his head. Uh, that's exactly what he is. There. So there. at least you can put a name to it now. So when you wake up screaming in bed tonight, you'll be like, oh the collector. <sighs> no, <laughs> just a standard. Oh, no, don't collect me. I'm sorry. <laughs> don't put me in a box. Why is he called the right? He definitely like murders people. I know I said that before. He didn't. But he always he always keeps one, doesn't he? Because he's the collector. Has he got like some sort of um like at the end of the Raiders of Lost Ark, like a a warehouse with boxes? Spoilers for the collection. Yes, he has exactly that. He has a big old (laughs) house full of stuff he's collected. Are you going to keep everyone alive in there though, or does he not mind? Does he not mind? Yeah, after they die off, he makes them into beautiful art art displays like Damien Hirst's. He puts them in like little. From Aldehydes, oh. doesn't he? I'm interested now. Oh, watch it! I, I like. I think it. After, I like it. I think after this one, I'm not going to spoil my my rating or anything. But I I wouldn't say like I was super super into it. I was into some bits of it, but I wasn't kind of thinking I wanted to watch a sequel. But now you've described it, I'm a bit more like yeah. Okay, it's, 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 more, it's more action kind of than it's like Andy said. Is this is like the alien, like more yeah. intense than them. Second one's like aliens, like. There's lectures. There's loads of them crawling on the ceiling. Ah! Yeah. Flamethrowers? There is a lot of fire in it. There is some flamethrowery stuff. It's yeah. very aliens. Yeah. There's, there's a big dance club scene, blade style. Oh yeah, you yeah. described that. You 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 mentioned that actually, Andy, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah, somehow in yeah, minor spoilers, everybody, for an opening scene for the collection. Somehow the collector has done his thing on an entire underground nightclub. And he's put he's put lawnmower blades that come across the top of the dance floor. Just when he puts a bit of music on, when people start putting their hands up, gets them. And then he's also built like a Star Wars crusher trap. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah. See, that's I like that because when you're in it, when when you're in like any environment like that, where the DJ says, "Put your hands up," I'm always like, "No, I wouldn't do what you tell me." And this is a you, good reason been to, right. not, to not do it. Oh. The, don't do it. You're not a collector. He's you would hope you would you would hope that you were in a club where the DJ had said, get down, because if you had, you would have been all right. But lie down on your face. The collector's like, fucking hell. Yeah, you hope you you can only hope you're at like that era of uh, a night in a UK nightclub where they do that sitting on the floor, oops upside your head one, because that'd be the only time you'd be fine. <laughs> so everyone's sitting on the floor doing the tap in the sides, you'd been, you'd Collect- been fine. The collector goes to the UK in and and in the nineteen eight in the nineteen eighties and goes to rug <laughs> goes to rugby clubs. And, goes to a rugby club and he's he's 
so frustrated. They keep escaping my traps. How is this happening? <laughs> oh, in the background of my picture, he looks horrible. He looks like he's got proper little shark's eyes as well, doesn't he? Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's something not human about him. He's got a cheeky Um, smile in the one he's on of mine, though. Oh, yeah. Cheeky boy. You can't Um, stay cross at that face. Look at him. (laughs) (laughs) Even if he put you in a box, you'd be like, oh, the collector. But he is is cheeky, though. (laughs) Um, Okay. So, in terms of the plot, uh, we'll we'll deep dive into this. I've kind of mentioned the cast already, but it's there are no, no like big names in it. I think I recognise Josh Stewart um, from something. He's definitely He's been, been in some the Punisher t- series. Oh God, yeah, Punisher, yeah, series two. He plays the priest, doesn't he? Actually, I tell you who I rec- where I recognise him from. Uh, the Dark Knight Rises. Okay. Um, he is. Oh, it says he's in the Dark Knight Rises, and I think I was. He is just one of Bane's guys. I think maybe like. The second in command, Bane. One of the guy. Bane boys. One of the Bane boys. One of the Bane fellas. Yeah, he's the Bane of my life. He is. Um, yeah, just like someone who, when Bane decides, I'm not even gonna talk. He he does some talking. This guy. Yeah, that's where I recognised him. That's the only guy I recognised. Didn't really recognise anybody else. So we get an opening scene with a married couple, Larry and Gina. Classic Larry and Gina. This is set in the UK. <laughs> Is this set, set up north somewhere? Set in Skegness. Larry and Gina coming home after a nice night out of the bingo. They're and out they of the bingo. Go... And, you know, it's good to see that as a, a slightly older couple, their, their relationship's still got the passion. They're snogging. They're getting ready for... They're getting ready to take this upstairs to the bedroom. But then they go, hang out a bit. What's this box doing in our bedroom? And it says... Big old large trunk. For the for the collector, and they were thinking they're just in the middle of thinking to themselves, "I didn't order a big box for the collector." And then we just see uh, Larry get grabbed, and then our cold open ends. Oh yes, we don't see how anything happened to Gina then, do we? I don't think. Do we ever learn what happens to Gina? I don't recall seeing. She, maybe she's in in the in the warehouse full of her boxes. She's one of them. I only collects one. Ben, come on. Oh, he is that right? Have, is that just killed her off? Is that a rule? He only collects one. That's a rule. I've only seen uh, him collect one. Yeah. One at a time. Okay. Yeah, one, one at a time. time. I think he chooses. I think someone says that he chooses the ones he wants and then he rejects the rest. But I'm not so sure what... if he if he saw two things he really wanted and he really couldn't decide, maybe he would choose. Toss a coin. Yeah. If if you you know, you went up to your bedroom and <laughs> there was a box in there and it was rumbling about, would you open it? Nah. Uh, at least not in the evening. I'd leave it till morning. At, yeah, at least. I don't know. Like, cause part, I'd be yeah. Uh, my last thought would be I'm about to die, or the the collect the collector's about to get. That's me. only because you've seen the collector. <laughs> if you didn't live in the world where the collector was a film, I think I just could be an Amazon someone... Prime box. <laughs> think... <laughs> yeah, it'd be a massive Amazon Prime box like that, and I'd open it and have one one SD card in the bottom. <laughs> Bloody reusable waste. What to play at Amazon? <laughs> and, then, and then you turn back around. The collector's like kneeling down behind you, pushes you in the box, seals you up, and it sends you back to Bezos. Seals you up forever. <laughs> sends me back to Bezos. Um, yeah, because they're horrified by the content. So this is what I'm kind of confused about. Because obviously he brings somebody from a previous like collection. Uh, collection, mm. but why? Is it like to we, to? We... You can get that explained. He just likes to make his life more difficult because I feel 
through yeah. the course of this movie. Spoilers for a bit later on. Larry that we see getting captured now, he's in the box a bit later in the main part of the film. And I feel like it only causes him inconvenience to have him with him this whole time. So many times the collector has to go storming up the stairs to kick the box and make him be quiet. <laughs> even <laughs> even Arkham puts him back in the box. Get in. <laughs> yeah, when he puts him back in the box, it proper looks like he just folds him in half. <laughs> Get back in there, in the box. You see like a freaking wet tissue paper. <laughs> yeah. As soon as he comes up, please let me get back in. Yeah, it just seems to... Right, first of all, it seems to make his life more difficult because he's got to swap one person out if he's going to collect someone else. I'm assuming he's only got one box like in this scenario. He might have loads more at home. but uh, So yeah, it just makes his life more difficult, doesn't it? I yeah. don't understand. Or maybe it's just... Maybe he's just he was on the way somewhere on this occasion and he was like oh, I really want to go and collect this family, but got this bloke in my van. So mm. and he must have just thought to himself, I'll bring him. Or maybe like he relies on the distraction that if someone sees that box, again, Ben, a bit like you, all of these people live in a world where the collector isn't a film. Yeah. So you might say, I'll trick them, they'll open that box. Yeah, and maybe uh, they use that as an excuse when he is the guy going bloody hell, and then right. <laughs> now I now I can put the traps on. Yeah, um, put the traps on. Mm. So yeah, after after obviously this this opening scene, then we 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 flash forward a little bit to um, Arkin O'Brien, who's working as a handyman for the Chase family. I was confused by this for a while. I was like. Who is this guy and what's what's he about? Like, how is he related to this family? I didn't realize. And then he was fixing the door, so I was like, oh, okay, I get it, I get it. Um, so he's a former convict. Do we? Is it explained? I guess he's just into robbing people, right? Yeah, he's he's a he's brilliant at being a burglar, isn't he? Yeah, scopes out the house, works as a handyman for a while, works out what goods they've got, weighs in and weighs in, and then he's got his uh, that's a, that's a little tea party with a uh, with a little girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it seems like he's got a good relationship with the family in more ways than one. Um, because the dad like gives him some extra extra cash, says like I know you've got a little one, so let's uh I think he was feeling harsh for coming in because at first Oh yeah. Like he's having the tea party and he for some reason he decides not to mention saving his kid from a spider during the tea party. So looking really sus when the dad comes in and he's like, What's all this then? Because <laughs> there's a screaming as well from the yeah. girl. Like, yeah, oh, yeah, she screams. Oh, yeah. just say, what the fuck? I, 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 don't, I, don't, I don't understand why you just say, oh, your daughter invited for a tea party and there was a spider <laughs> on her cup. It's just because I feel like that's a completely natural explanation. It goes, bloody hell, be careful, spiders. I'm just going to be as shifty as possible. Sat here on convict the floor. in the little girl's room. And she's I'm screaming. Screaming. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they could, he could have just avoided that very, very simply, but instead he endears him instead by saying, oh, I've also got a kid. And he goes, oh, okay. That's he, didn't understand, the same, he, he didn't understand how tea parties of kids work, where you've got to like pretend you're having the most delightful, delicious cup of tea ever. He was like, there's nothing even in this. <laughs> it's not going Waste, right. Wasting my time. Although he does <laughs> get a little bit of a, a hint there, and it shows the tweeness of my 1980s um, UK childhood upbringing versus the realities of this film. He asked the little girl, oh, if you had a toy, what would it you want? She was like, basket bear in my head it was like okay little teddy bear in a wicker basket is it no it is a it is a modern teddy bear 
dressed in basketball apparel. Um, but are they re- he... are they are they legit? No, I think I... they exist for this film. I feel like I want one. Sure. <laughs> it's very much first draft. Well, I think of a thing, basket bear. <laughs> I like it. It sounds great. You um, a basket bear, Ben. I'd love it. Um, so yeah, obviously, in terms of his relationship with the others, got like there's an older daughter as well who like comes over while he's punching a duck. He likes he lights cigarettes and discards them at such a rapid rate. Where I'm just like. Maybe he only took the first cigarette so we could scare those wasps away. Because, like, I feel like, you know, I, I ate, yeah. a, I ate yeah. a stingy flying insect. He's, like, putting, like, a screen in, like a door screen, and he's, like, covered in wasps before he reacts even slightly. Honestly, mm. looks like the candy man. <laughs> covered in wasps, and then he goes, this cigarette smoke, that's uh, that's all the wasps want. And they go, ah, oh, fair enough. <laughs> the yeah, the yeah. wasps are like, disgusting habit, going back in the house. Yeah, and the older daughter like asks for what does she say? Can I have a drag? Yeah, yeah. Can I have a drag? Can I'm I a drag of your smoke? cigarette? Um, and he says, just no, didn't he? That's he says no. She's like, oh, don't be a narc. If he's just that's all it takes. He's all right. Then. Don't be a narc. I'll be like, where have you been? What, who do you think you are? Um, if if because if the dad discovers him now smoking with his other daughter, think I mean it's just gonna kick. Can you imagine if she had his drag of the cigarette and then screamed just as the dad walked in? <laughs> What's going on here? <laughs> Stop what making doing, my daughter babe? scream. Uh, so yeah, then he gets some more money from from the dad. Um, as a yeah, the daughter climbs up um Chekhov's trellis into the house. Yeah. Instead of going into the front door why of the house, why did she that do she that? Ends. Instead, of, why did she do that? Instead of going up, up through the, just was she sneaking? Like... <clears throat> was she like trying to sneak yeah, in? Yeah, I was thinking she didn't that. want to like go, the... so maybe it was she... like the middle of the day. Yeah. Oh yeah, okay, I got you. Um, so yeah, then they're going away for a, just a trip. Do they say a holiday, a trip? Yeah, um, taking a holiday. Daughter yeah. doesn't want to go. Yeah, doesn't want to go. Um, and like kicks off about it, but then we don't really see the only the only thing we see, which is key to the story, is as Arkin's leaving, he mentions to some like masked um, pest control guys that there's a wasp's nest um, out by the what was it like a greenhouse or something? Yeah. Um, and they just go, "We're all right, we'll sort that out." Well, they didn't say anything today, so give him a thumbs that- up. Give him a thumbs up. So that's interesting. Something that could have it could easily be like a totally throwaway moment that I I even couldn't quite remember had happened. Um, is very very key to the story. Uh, yeah. And then it turns out he does go and buy his daughter a basket bear, but then in a very quick scene when he's given her the basket bear, like, do I have do I get to keep this? I'm assuming all other teddy bears have had to be sold because unfortunately. Arkin owns some money to some mean old loan sharks and they need their money by midnight. Yeah. Today just happens to be the deadline. His debt is owed to several loan sharks due by midnight. Um, and so, yeah, essentially his plan is to plan is to steal. How does he know that this Ruby's there? Cause he just well, sees the like massive a... chaos emerald that's in, that's in like the, <laughs> Oh yeah. <laughs> Dr. Robotnik will pay big money for this. I'm going to go and rob it from this. Does he see that? Does he see it going in the safe? I don't think he. I, I, all I saw was like some sort of like confirmation that the, the, the guy was a jeweler. It was like some sort mm. of signage or like a or like a, a letter or something that was yeah. saying. And then, where this Berglin radar, he must 
spider sense. <laughs> yeah, he uses his like detective vision to yeah. see that. Of course, that was going to be behind the the big mirror. Mm. I tell you what, though, the amount of time he spends trying to break into this safe as well, like between him, Arkin, and the collector, <laughs> it's people trying to do quite complicated jobs and being like interrupted all the time by noises in other rooms. <laughs> trying to collect someone in here. Yeah. Um, uh, so yeah, he says he's going to be back. I'll be back by I'll be back by midnight. Everyone, don't don't you even worry about it. Um. So he goes to. I feel this is just to help out with the certificate and the grungy nature. He goes to have a meeting with a man in a strip club. Because mm. of course that's that's where you criminal sorts hang out. Um. Goes goes to goes to meet a man in the strip club. He's like, no, I've told you. I, I want I want this is the this is the cut and he threatens him for a little bit puts his puts a lighter really near his hands and burns all the hairs off on his hands. Oh yeah, burns all the hairs off on his hands. Um, yeah, threatening him and he sort of says that it's all right. We're going to go to this house. We're going to get this emerald. It's going to be worth it for everybody involved. Um, nice pay payday. I just kept thinking the deadline of midnight. Like so, it's an evening. The deadline of midnight. You're going to get this emerald, but like. You can't just turn up to the loan sharks and go. Don't worry about it, guys. Got an emerald for you. Is a ma- is a massive crystal. They're gonna wa- they're gonna want it sold and they're gonna <laughs> yeah. want the money, aren't they? Surely, like it just feels. <laughs> I don't know. He owns money too. Like all maybe all of his all of his debtors are from Skyrim. <laughs> they will absolutely <laughs> they will absolutely take emeralds. Oh yeah, I'll, I'll have a bit of that. Lovely. Um. So yeah, Arkin goes to. So so is 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 contact. Who is? Do we get? Do we get a name for the contact? I don't think we do actually. I just know the actor's name is the what's his chops wisdom, isn't it? That's the, that's the fella. Okay. Uh, so Robert Wisdom is Roy. That's it. Roy. Roy. That doesn't sound like a gangster's name. Oh, uh, the thing is, I owe a load of. Sorry money if you're to... a gangster and called Roy. I'm sure you're very, very scary and mean. <laughs> terrified aren't you Andy um so Roy just does he just drive him there and say like, I'll wait for you drops him off and says right I'll be back come back at midnight or whatever unless the house explodes in that that's case too, don't that's too top. close too close to the to the deadline midnight oh if it actually so if he owes Roy he, he, he can probably give him an emerald he's all right with that yeah yeah he's he obviously knows the emerald maybe he knows that the emerald is worth more than he owes and even having to work out the transaction he's still up yeah um i don't know i feel like obviously this is the way we where where we joined the story i almost felt like i understand we're jumping in a while after the collectors started doing his traps and torturing people but i almost felt like i would have enjoyed seeing him like how it how it played out with the family more so than how it plays out with arkin at what point do you reckon he changes outfits from his um, civilian clothes into being the collector? Do you reckon he does some of the setup when he's there working legitimately? We do yeah, with that. Maybe. I'm just attaching this this pair of scissors <laughs> to a string. Don't worry about it. <laughs> What's that for? I've seen a big rat. I've seen a massive rat and you're some not, roaches. You're not expecting any calls, are you, on your phone? No, no, no. I'm just going to do some. Some work. You're not putting a spike on the earpiece, are you? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that was insane. To be fair, the mask, especially in the background of yours, Andy, looks a bit like the wasp nest. I reckon he's just put the wasp nest on his face. Just <laughs> put a big wasp bed on his head. <laughs> Squished it on. Um, 
okay, so Arkin goes into the house to ready to like well, he's looking around, attempting to to crack the safe as well. He's got Does all he his safe it? cracking gear. He's got all his classic safe cracking gear as you need. He's kept all that, which is good. Lovely stethoscope, um, but like a more high tech one to hear when the clicks are when he's turning those turning the dials around. Yeah. And what how is how is he like alerted initially to the to to the fact that the collector's knocking about? Does he hear like a either the footsteps coming up the stairs? Yes, that's, that's right, it. Yeah. The footsteps come up the stairs, but thankfully the there's a well. there's a cupboard for him to hide in. Yeah, I feel like Arkham's got like supersonic hearing as well, yeah. the burglar. Yeah, yeah, really acute. Yeah, if you're a burglar, the skills you need: super quiet footsteps, super good hearing, dexterous yeah. hands. Yeah, uh, those are the perks that... he's chosen for this little uh, mission. So, um, what happens? So the, the mass figure like sort of appears. Is the the mass figure aware that he's in there? Oh, I think he is, isn't he? Like he's aware. I don't. You... I have no idea when the collector realizes Arkin is there. There's a I feel few good shots. Until he biffs him later. Because you have that cool shot, don't you? You have that yeah overhead shot um, of the two rooms, and mm. you see Arkham in one, and you see the collector in one. Yeah, that's really think, cool. Like round, <clears throat> and then he's yeah, kind of good. like suspicious, isn't he? But then he goes back down to the basement, <laughs> and Arkham goes back to bought the safe again. Yeah, he's going back. So, yeah, room. I feel like this is the we were joking like we were watching last night. This is like the Metal Gear bit. So he is like. <laughs> Making noise, the puppet's like, "What was that noise?" He goes up and looks, and he's like, hmm, and just goes back to <laughs> it. Like goes back to it because he was like opening the him. safe is like uh, you've got to hold down a button or something. If this was a game, you're holding down the button as somebody's coming in, and then oh, someone's there. I got to let go of it and go do something else. <laughs> Good hide. Oh, and we also know there's a scary dog outside because it makes um Arkin jump when he's going in. Oh yeah. So does the dog belong to the collector? Is that right? Yeah, it's the collector's dog, I think. That's a scary dog. Bloody hell. We don't know um, that yet. As far as we know, it's just a dog that was outside the house that was scary. Yeah. Um, so how does he discover that it's the dad he discovers? Well, the the dad. Comes, um, yeah, the, the, the dad appears, but he's he's all fucked up. He comes running in and yeah. thinks... And he, he initially thinks, thinks that Arkin is mean, the is. collector. I mean, it would make sense when you'd think this person who's an ex-combat. <laughs> relax, Arkham. I'm just burgling you. Arkham's kind of wearing the same gear that the collector's wearing as well. Like, yeah. black <laughs> He's pants, like, like, I recognise those boots. He's like, oh, we've dressed the bloody same again. We're, we're clashing. No, no. All of us is going to have to change. We're matching. It's fine. No. <laughs> no, I've but, got this spooky mask on. Oh, okay. They both shop at the same um, burglar slash serial killer shop um yeah which is lovely nice. quiet shoes uh lovely like dark blacks to wear but yeah so um michael the dad of the family comes in he's like what's going on here and then in his outrage and reaction he goes to grab a a golf club out of the golf club case but you'll never mm-hmm. guess what that golf club it's trapping it <laughs> it's a bloody trap I'm going to have to set up a trap on the golf club case because you never know. That's the first thing I'm going to do. I think the collector's very good at like anticipating. Like, he's like, I think he has like has the Sherlock Holmes from the modern films powers where it's like, there's a 50. Oh no, it's like the, the baddie from that last Resident Evil film where he knows all of the percentages. Oh, he's yeah. like, there is a 
this percentage chance he's going to grab this golf club. He's going to get the nine iron. So that is the one <laughs> I will set to an incredibly complex series of pulleys and wires, whereby grabbing that club means that something attaches to his leg, drags him across the um, landing, hoists him up over the stairs, and then drops him over the edge to oblivion. <laughs> and then and then you get slurped off down to the basement. It's insane, isn't it? Like the 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 sheer like the design must have gone into that for that to like work. <laughs> it's it's get... complex though. The collector goes between simple and comp. So there's an incredibly complicated trap. In seeing that happen, Arkin basically goes like, "I've I'm this is too much illegal for me. I'm going to phone the police." <laughs> and that's when a simple one gets him because there's a there's a spike on the earpiece of the phone. So like, oh, <laughs> how. I mean, I don't know about you. It's been a long time since I've used a landline, but how, how like hard do you put the receiver to your face? Because I feel like you'd go, "What the fuck is that?" You wouldn't just go bang straight onto the side of your head. <laughs> to be honest, he's just seeing the guy also... just dragged away in this trap. He's gonna pick up the phone. For... Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. That, that's good. That's true. We'll, we'll let him have that. Also, there's a hole in his ear. It must be quite a long, you know, it must be quite a long nail to go all the way in there. I pierced me ear with a spike. Yeah, the first spike piercing of the film. Yeah. Um. So that means he's got a bad ear. Um. He tries to get out the. He tries to get out of the window okay. straight away, but then horrible razors slam on his fingers. Oh yeah, that's pretty. That looks pretty bad. And he I thought really he was going to struggled... lose a finger there. Really struggling. I think it's going to degloving. Oh yeah, degloving. Yeah. That's pretty brutal. Um, yeah, it's weird, isn't it? Obviously, it's only now that he realizes there's traps everywhere that they start to activate. Because he um, almost but... gets got by those super sharp wires as well, doesn't he? When he's creeping around, we see them. The lighting of the film shows there's like a really like a mesh of really fine wires. But I think he's looking away while the lights on it, and then it goes dark again. He gets like a cut across the face from almost walking into them. Mm. Yeah, yeah. That 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 is kind of weird isn't it you could it's like the the moonlight kind of illuminates them and that's the only way you can you can see yeah. them but he goes down uh, to the base what would happen right? if he just ran full on into him get cubed cube like resident evil second resident evil reference of the of the shows before you get laser laser corridored yeah he would get laser corridored but just the low-tech version with just wire <laughs> but that is like it... a, a spider web essentially isn't it that yeah. is very similar when the collector shops like it goes to being cute it's like have your sharpest wire please has to be almost invisible yeah i reckon he's got he's got like a discount card oh he's probably um, got a trade 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 point card hasn't he that's true that's true um okay so what happened what happens next oh yeah look, so all the windows have been boarded up as well um, like escape is pretty much impossible. And now what happens is Arkin is just assigned with loads of side quests by the family who want him to do different want him to do different things. Michael says, Go and get my daughter sorry, go and get my wife. She's in she's in that room and I've got a gun here with this uh and this is the code. And he gets uh, the code for the safe. So what's the code for the safe? And it's like I only want to know because of the gun. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> What's the co- what's the code for the safe? Ah, oh, I can't tell you that. Well, you must have like turned around like. You're in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But is there anything is, else get... in the anything else in the safe that I should definitely make a note of? If it's not there, I tell you that it's already gone when I look at it. No, nothing like that. No, okay, just <laughs> the gun is what I'll be interested in. I won't be interested in anything else in there. Um. So yeah, the wife is like in the bathtub 
Um, what's she got? What's that little um, like pin on her on her eyebrow? Like it's just pendant, isn't it? Yeah, it's just stapled the blindfold on. I guess. It's oh, that's what that Botox done. that she was uh putting in the beginning. And... Oh yeah, that's why she, she can't she... feel that it's in there. She named a wrinkle as well, didn't she? Jill. That's what I was. That's what I was starting to think. Is this like similar to Saul in the way that he's like, "You're vain, yeah, you are. You're so vain, and you love putting Botox in your forehead." Well, now I have some needles in your forehead. Some. And see how you like that. And she's like, it's fine actually. I'm used to it. Um, um yeah, so he Arkin un ungags um the wife. Um ungags the wife and she's like, Oh, she gives him a side quest as well and says, You've got to save my daughter, she's hiding somewhere in the house. Yeah. Like Dick and Dom's hide her in the house. Um <laughs> and they've got a they're gonna actually and he takes on that side quest as well. But he accepts that um he tells Victoria to scream in order to distract um the collector. It's a terrible idea. Because it almost ends up in a in a in a tongue getting lopped off. Yeah. And he tries to say just, just just scream until he comes and then stop. And I'm sure he won't be cross. As far as far as I know, the collector's a really reasonable guy. When, <laughs> when, Ar- when Arkham's down there doing this, what was the collector doing? Is he gone yeah. for? Slash yeah, he's gone for he's gone for he's gone for a nervous shit because maybe he's, he's, a, he's gone for he's gone for a lot he's a lot of stuff a lot of pressure on him you know maybe he's having a look for maybe he's having a look for the other daughter maybe he's he's got a lot of bear traps to set <laughs> he's down there like pushing bear traps open with his foot <laughs> someone better work. walk into these <laughs> yeah if these don't all get used I'm so pissed off. Uh, so when Michael gets, uh, sorry, no, when Arkin gets upstairs, he get, gets the gun, but the gun's got no bullets. And then that is when he finds the ruby. The yeah, bullet is he find, again, like it is, it is a bit like a video game where like things are in different places. Like, oh, well, you've got a gun, but now you've got no bullets. A bit like a survival horror sort of thing going on as well. No side um, quest comes up optional find bullets. <laughs> find bullets are just used, just bludgeon him to death with the gun. Um, <laughs> And this is when he finds, while he's looking for Hannah, is when he finds the trunk containing Larry. Um, and this yeah. is where we get a little bit of an exposition dump. Larry explains the mass man. He's a collector of people. He only collects one person per household and kills everybody else. And as he, he's like locked in there and his, his feet are like kind of yeah, chained in. Yeah, his feet are like bulldog clipped in. Nice. Um so does Arkin initially just let him out and let him free? Well, this like... is this is what happens, right? So the guy comes out and while he's going, bloody hell, let us out of this box. The collector, who's meanwhile down in the basement trying to catch that poor woman's tongue, like, I'm going to snip your tongue off with these scissors. Nothing worse than that, because I feel it's a bit like the cheese grater in, um, a bit like the cheese grater in Evil Dead Rise. I feel like getting your tongue snipped with scissors is something you can imagine quite effectively. Mm. Because I've caught my finger in like tongue is enough. Yeah. Um, but he leaves her alone and doesn't snip her t- tongue out just yet because that noise happens. And he's like, what's going on with <laughs> yeah. And he goes, he goes storming, <laughs> comes storm, often, storming upstairs. How often does he um does he make that weird sort of screeching noise as well? Is that I don't, I don't think he's done it yet, but he's done it. The the thing is, just before this, for some reason, me and Andy were watching some Bo Selector clips, uh, classic, classic uh, Channel Four light entertainment comedy. Um, maybe hasn't aged aged too gracefully, 
but for some reason we were like, he looks like some sort of post selector character. Yeah. <laughs> the collector. Yeah, I think creepy. it's because the mouth is separate from the from the rest of the face structurally. It's kind of mm. looks familiar that way. So yeah. He the collector takes one of his many like frustrating trips up the stairs. He's like, who's making that noise? And this is when Arkin's folding the old man back into the box like paper so he can hide again. Get back in there. Get back in the box. No, I've literally been there for ages. No, get back Stop. in. I need a way. No, you can't. <laughs> he's pretty he's pretty useless though, Arkin, because everyone he, he sort of comes to, he's like, just stay put, I'll be back in a minute. I'm off to do this thing. And then I'll come back and save you. Literally, everyone like... he comes across, he's like, "Shut the fuck up!" <laughs> and they're like, "Are you the collector?" See, because that's what I do. You'd think that he was playing a game in some way. That he was the collector. He goes and takes the mask off, and he's like, "I'm here to save you," just to give him that hope. <laughs> it's already it's me, the collector, getting this box. No, <laughs> that would be that would be evil, though, wouldn't it? Um, and then the box gets a good kick in when the collector gets up. Yeah, the collector's going. I'm trying to torture a woman. Here. Will you shut up in there? Why did you bring me along? Why did you just leave me at home? I said I didn't want to come. I told you you'd enjoy yourself. It's nice to get. It's nice you to get out of the you, house once in a while. Get out of the house. Fundamentally, live in a box. You live in a box. You should be grateful to me for bringing you out somewhere nice. Putting a box in a wardrobe. As well. Yeah, <laughs> a box in a wardrobe in an, in an unused room of a house. It's like a Russian a Russian doll of torture, just like constantly. Um. Okay, so what happened? What happens next? So, oh yeah, this is when Arkin goes back down, and, and Michael's dead, isn't he? Michael's, yeah, he's dead. Intestines been, everywhere. Intestines yeah. everywhere. He's been stabbed um, up. So he's obviously had his fun with Michael with, with all the traps, and now he's just gone. That's it. Actually, I'm just going to slice you up. So he goes right. I will. Yeah, and then he he goes right. I will help you out, Victoria. So he goes back. The wife hasn't had a tongue snipped off, so he now tries to free her. I guess the collectors. Upstairs, still raging that um, the old man like disturbed him. Yeah. Um. So he takes, he does take a blindfold off. I feel like he doesn't. He makes a big deal of not being able to take it off before, and then when he comes down later, he just like pings it off, and it's ah, oh, it's not so bad. Yeah, that's weird. And it's weird that he would take it off now, knowing that she's about to see <laughs> her husband's mutilated corpse. <laughs> just keep the blindfold on for a few minutes as we go through, because it ain't nice in there, right? You're not gonna like it. Um. But yeah, so she's like panics, screams, uh, and then the collector is is alerted again. <laughs> On he comes, down he goes. Third time alerted, he must be absolutely raging. He's just like, <laughs> and just, <laughs> and he stabs, he stabs her up, and um, we yep. see him kill her later. But again, thank, like, thankfully for Arkin, the collector gets interrupted yet again because Jill arrives home with her boyfriend Chad. Just a series of him getting interrupted over and over again. Collector, <laughs> collector can't catch a break. It's like one of those days. It's like it reminds me of one of those days when you're working from home. Postman knocks on the door. Dog wants to go out. Neighbor <laughs> comes over. Guy wants to wash the windows. Ah, oh, for God's sake! Can't get any good. Can't get any collecting done. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly it. Um, so he's he's raging, but um, you know, silver linings because Jill and Chad are definitely in line. For murdering or collection. So he's having a quick look. Yeah. Um he's having a quick look. And um obviously, like any time that you um uh coming back to your parents' house, best thing to do is probably have sex on the kitchen table. 
Exactly. When you're pretty much convinced that your family are safe and well in the house. Oh, when well, they meant to go on holiday and she didn't want to come. Maybe she's yeah, like, uh, on holiday. Yeah, okay. Away and she's snuck away. As, yeah. That makes sense. That yeah, makes more sense. Than house. So she's expecting they've got a house party. So it's kitchen sex. Uh, sorry, kitchen table sex o'clock is what, it, what, what the time is. A collector um, having a nice creepy little watch. Just... I know. Yeah. If you're our kid, that would be the perfect time to like. It'd almost be worth revealing yourself to the collector that you're at the house there if you just like busted him because he's having a little sit down, he's having a little peep, like peep shop. Just stand there in the corner with your arms crossed, shaking your head. And then when he looks, the collector completely breaks character and he's like, How long have you been there? Yeah, there's only one answer to that long enough. <laughs> long enough. We've seen what you're doing. Long enough, the collector. Dirty bastard. He doesn't get busted. Uh, Boyfriend Ups- Chad looks way older than her as well. I get thinking he had a little, <laughs> little goatee going on. I was like, Upside down, Jill, when she's um, really enjoying yeah. their um, their kitchen table foreplay, opens her eyes upside down. Is that is that sleep? Did- no, I'm wide awake. It's the bloody collector, isn't it? I'm sure he's doing that screeching sound as well. Yeah. <laughs> so I tell you what, that screeching is really putting me. It's the collector. Yeah, you never made that noise before, Chad. No, no, it's not, it's not me. Unfortunately, it's a collector. It's not me. I'm a weird bloke, but I, you know, and I did think about doing it just on the doorstep of your house, uh, your front garden, and you're like, oh, no, I suppose they haven't got many neighbours. Um, but you're an idiot, Chad. Bed's fine. Yeah, it's the best place for it. Like so, um, Chad. What does Chad do? Does he grab like a baseball bat or something? No, he, he goes something. to he goes to give like the collector an almighty punch. But unfortunately, he telegraphs it to one. The collector just stabs him in the hand with a knife. Oh, yeah. What kind of knife is that as well that he uses? Because he, he uses it all as like little throwing knives as well, doesn't he? Yeah, or he like... is using those things. I've just realised, I think I think we've already had this. Obviously, I wasn't making live notes on this one. One of the other collector interruptions before the bit with Chad and Jill is where we another one of the escape attempts with the glue. Oh yeah, is that is that before? Is it with the cat? I think that's up earlier on, where like when this one of the mad. times the collector's looking up. I think it's when it was the man in the box. And he r- runs into room. There's an acid glue floor. The cat this is already is mad. stuck to it. This is mad. Like overkill is fifty bear traps. Ever many there are. A room full of razor wire. This is all well and good, but literally the fact that he's gone and this room, which they might not even go in, I'm just going to fill. With acid glue, and see what happens, you know. Um, acid uh, hot glue. Yeah. Um, and so did, uh, our king did, sort of gets across by making like little stepping stones out of books, but the cat's yep. already stuck to it, and the cat gets a bit bloodied when he, the collector's coming and he peels the cat off the floor, <laughs> and the cat. This scene is mad. It feels like the cat would be on death's door from the amount of it that comes <laughs> off on the glue, but um. <laughs> but then the cat goes to leap out of the window and the collector's also arranged for like a rapid closing like guillotine, guillotine. Spl- does, it, does, does it cut the tail off or does it cut it I think half? it cuts the cat in half yeah I don't know oh, I thought like... it was just the tail because then we see the tail like oh, I wasn't sure oh, right. I think it's just the maybe it does maybe now it's just a manx cat hanging out safely in the neighbourhood I... did, did we even see a cat it got halved 
Did we even see a cat before this? Was no. there like established that they had a cat? Just <laughs> like... It's not Chekhov's I mean, cat. So if you is. went into like even if you're in a room full of traps and you went into that room, the the last thing on my mind would be acid glue floor. I'd be looking for a hundred <laughs> other things before I look for acid glue floor. It's like that scene in it is like that scene in Home Alone too. You remember when they open the doors and there's a massive hole. I'm like, you look at the floor when you walk in, don't you? Your peripheral yeah. vision allows you to look at the floor. So if you open the door and there's acid glue there, you go, well, I might not go in there. <laughs> but you just go storming in. You go, oh, I'm stuck. So he loses his shoes at that, but maybe that's how he sneaks more effectively later because he hasn't got shoes on. That's that's very Home Alone as well when he gets his yeah. his, his shoes stuck on the on the, the tar. And his, but when his the when the cat does get chopped in half by the guillotine the collector's put in, I think the collector is also willing to write off it's like no need to look for any burglars in here because it's clearly this cat getting halved that has made this noise yeah um, exactly but yeah exactly. we'll we'll bring ourselves back into the main timeline of where we were so jill and chad were having sex they spot the collector and he stabs chad in the hand and then thumps him into a room full of bear traps and i think yeah. the collector does get a lot of bang for his buck here most of them get to get set off yeah, most of uh, that's what he wanted, and it's a good, it's a pretty good shot of him falling backwards, landing in the in the bear traps, and one closing on his head as well. Yeah, isn't one it? Of those bear traps are the in a hallway, or it's like in the kitchen, is it? Because Arkin's like crawling under the kitchen table where there are no bear traps. When Chad gets basically shoved in there, it's a bit of an open plan downstairs. It's a kitchen diner, so he gets shoved into the dining room portion. <laughs> yeah, gutted. It's pretty. It's pretty extreme, isn't it? But that's the thing. It feels like all these traps are just that's they're taking the sort of basic nature of how they could be and just adding some mad element to them that is just like, what am I watching? Not just one bear trap, but all the bear traps. Not just glue, bear traps, acid mate. glue. Um, um, he captures Jill. Um, and then something else. Oh, Jill manages to call. He manages to call the nine one one. Yeah. Um, and then Arkin, and then she gets captured, and I can't remember exactly what happens, but Arkin manages to free her. But I then don't know she's what like... the collector wanders off for again, but he does. The collector's, the collector's like, how big is Sorry. this house? Yeah, how the collector nips off again. Arkin comes and cuts her free, but she doesn't trust him. No, you're the collector, aren't you? Grabs a pair of scissors. I know I got the same clothes on as a collector, and I probably, but I'm not him. I swear. Look, I can't even do the noise. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> ask me something only the collector would know. No, 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 that's right. I'm, ask me everything I've collected. I'm... I did collect <laughs> stickers. That's what the collector would say. <laughs> he loves stickers. I think we were making that joke when we were like, "What's he the collector of?" <laughs> he's a collector of football stickers, and he's come to this place thinking it's just a swap shop that like used to get back in the day. Yeah, yeah. He's looking at all the <laughs> members of the family. Got, got, need. I need, I need a Roy Keane. I need a Roy Keane. Nottingham Forest, 93, 94. <laughs> No. <laughs> um, but you're still looking for an elusive member of this family, Shiny. And you think maybe he's going to collect Jill for a moment because he's looking to keep her. But unfortunately for us and for Jill, she um Right, we got, to, we, got, we got to break up this, what the hell is this trap? And so she how grabs many, the scissors. How many times has this trap worked? Because it feels like... This is like a one in a thousand chance of it, of someone actually getting flung up there. 
Yeah. What is the trap? It's like well, she grabs the scissors and then it just kind of pulls her across the house and throws her into a projection screen covered in spikes. Mm. Yeah, that's pretty much it. She gets one in the eye, makes her eye go funny. <laughs> it just a, seems that's mad. a pretty big pulley pulley system or whatever you've got going on up there to generate that force. I think you he loves let the go. <laughs> I think he loves the chaos of the pulley systems. Like it don't really don't really matter to him where where, where it takes people. He just loves watching it. It's a it's a right laugh. Um, so after after poor Jill has been killed, he Arkin escapes the house, but he hears Hannah calling. Does he hear her calling out? And he's like, "Shit!" Or he sees the collector. Yeah, yeah so he get, he gets out and having not find the little because he's looked for the little girl a few times. He's been like, "Hannah, Hannah, where are you? Wait." It's me, the man who's not the collector. Um, and she and she hasn't come out. But then when he does, when he escapes in the chaos of all the bear trap incidents, she's... this is this is a bit of a trope in uh in a in a, like a ha- home invasion movie that that happens quite a lot. And I I think I quite like it is where pretty much freedom and escape is right there in front of a character, and they and then it gives you some sort of moral choice for them to like turn back essentially. Yeah. Um, I think it's good because it kind of uh, it gives the film a little bit more legs in terms of you know why the person would still be there, why he wouldn't have just left as soon as the collector was on his ass, you would have just ran away, wouldn't you? Obviously, it sets it up with the traps, but also this moment as well. Um, I think I quite like it. The only thing I think it maybe could have could have done with is like an external good guy force who was maybe you feel like oh we're saved this person's turned up and then they get got because i love it when stuff like that happens this, it, this, one this in particular right now doesn't it the, the police turn up right now is that what happens now yeah just after I hate, the i hate to say it, andy did i feel this when you're dropping off you're ever so tired <laughs> um it's good to find me it's good to fill in the blanks for me yeah so i mean this is going to make the film good by the entire rating for you this is what happens so Let's so first things first. Hannah is about to get captured by the collector. She's for a man that's very effective at catching lots of people, he's awful at catching a kid. She's yeah. like crawling under the bed, he's get he's trying to catch her, he's having no such luck. And then um when he tries when he's almost got her cornered and he's he's almost got her, there is no um there is no uh bullets in the gun. But it doesn't stop him absolutely sucker punching him with him. He coward punches the collector, um, knocks coward him out punch. for a second, for a second, um, and then they run. And unfortunately for the collector, they find out his one weakness is shut doors because <laughs> they shut the little girl's bedroom door, and he's hammering away on it, thinking, "Oh, I'm gonna get you." Um, but they they're trying to escape. Uh, it's 50-50, though. The collector gives as good as he gets because they... Oh, no! Isn't this first where they... Um... Yes. they. Is they... Is this where they set a little trap for him? Yeah, yes. the, yeah the TV and the, the, the fish, uh, fish box. That's right, yeah. yeah, they go, right, he's going to come in in a minute and we're going to get Setting him. Setting a so... trap for the collector, the man who lives <laughs> and breathes traps, you know, exactly how they work, how to avoid them, trying to set a trap for him. That's disgraceful. And I guess maybe we finally found a purpose as to why he's bought that man in a box. Right, if anyone <laughs> tries to trap me, 
I've already trapped them right back. So he, the collector kicks the door down and they, they set off their plan. They try to, um, <laughs> I still know what you did last summer in, and combine water and electricity, as we all know, to uh, electrocute the collector. But he, but he wazzes the Larry back, back through the door. He has had a tough gig. <laughs> yeah, Lost. he's an incredibly tough gig. <laughs> Poor Larry. It's time out of the box. And he's I'm finally free. Lazzled. It's oh, collector. Thank, I've been really thinking about what you said about being nice to be out. It'd be lo- lovely to be part of what you're doing here. Um, um, and yeah, he chucks him onto some electricity and burn. And, and I'm not even sure if he's dead or if it's what happens next to him because they, after the electrocution fails and the collector steps in, it's like, don't believe you're going to electrocute me. <laughs> Thank goodness Larry he's was raging, there. He's raging about it. That's actually really rude. That's that's really upset me, guys. That's really upset me. I don't know easy as the collector, but this one cuts pretty deep. Um, after that's failed, they run into like a an ensuite, which is filled with fishing hooks hanging from the ceiling. It's like, oh, almost gets a Arkin almost gets a hook in the eye. Um. Having been foiled by one door, though, the collector's not one to be fooled twice, and he's using the electrocuted body of Larry, his face, to bash in the door. Oh, so yeah. he's, ba- he's bashing Brutal. the door. Um, they, um, Arkin sends Hannah down the laundry chute to the basement. Doesn't really give her a heads up that her dead parents are down there. He says... <laughs> Oh my god! Get out of the basement. I'll be right. I'll be right behind you. Unfortunately, the collector gets in and just uncomplicatedly. Oh, apart from a little struggle where the collect where he gets the collector's mask off, and we don't see the collector's face, but but Arkin does. Um, and while he marvels at the collector's face, he just knocks him out, just thumps him. So we we don't see the collector's face. Only only Arkin does, right? Yeah, we don't see the collector's face. When you say Marvel's that, what does he do? She goes, he kind of like recognizes recognize him, doesn't oh, he? Oh, no, because of course he does, he recognizes him from earlier that day, yeah. doesn't he? Yeah, yeah, which is weird. You're that man masked. I've seen once in passing. It's you, isn't it? It's you, man, man in mask earlier. I guess he must have seen him out of the sort of fumigation, whatever he's yeah, wearing. Yeah, because apparently he... There's a scene in the very beginning after you know rewatching it, you can see uh like this big bald guy quite built like the collector from the back heading to the house at the very uh, okay. beginning on the uh, I see Arkham's watching on, so he you know clocks. He's one yeah, of them. Yeah, that's the collector. Yeah. Um. So yeah, he's he's captured now. He is having seen how effective the fishing hooks were on him in that bathroom. The collector's gone right. I see like a few more. And he's all hooked up in that chair. Captured. Hannah is like hiding under a tape. The collector's so shit at looking for kids. Captures everyone else. She's literally in the room under a little computer desk. <laughs> Where could she be? Well, earlier, um, Arkin hid under like some pillows on the bed. Do you remember that? He just got yeah. That's like literally <laughs> the, that kind of hiding place I would have done when I was like four years old. Yeah, under all like, the pillows, oh, yeah. I'm just going to lie. I'm going to put the duvet over me. I'm just going to lie as flat as I can on the bed. That's a good one, actually. I like that one. <laughs> yeah. So what's next? Dog? Dog stuff? 
So yeah. Oh, so I Arkin, remember now. The police Arkin officer gets himself a little in. bit, becomes a little bit the bad guy because uh, he tries to keep the collector's attention by doing some slurs at him. Um, <laughs> oh yeah, he does. He tries to do some slurs at him, but then he rubs the collector the wrong way. He rubs the collector the wrong way. way. He goes, "Have I?" But he, he like, I don't know what he does. He does something to him to cut. He like cuts him across the forehead, <laughs> tweaks his nipples, or honks his nose, or something like that to really try and hurt him. Um, but then the 911 call went through. So the mm. police, just one policeman on his own terms. So we get I remember the, now. I remember now. Figure of authority turns up and he sees, obviously, you see the collector walking out. I think I said to you and Luke at the time, I wouldn't have even said stuff. I'd have said, right, you're a wrong and mate. I'm going <laughs> to shoot you immediately. But, you know, the police, <laughs> that's why I'm not a policeman. Um, so the collector comes out and he's like, Got his hands out, but um, his dog comes out of the the mists and has the policeman's throat out straight away, mm. um, and that gives the um, the collector an idea. He's like, "I'll use this dog in this situation." Arkins escaped from the hooks, and he sends Hannah back up the laundry chute. Well, actually, no, he goes first and says, "I'm going to pull you up with a um, with a blanket that's tied around you." Um, the collector's dog comes on down, da- comes down the stairs. The collector gets a shotgun out of the policeman's car, so he's even more effective. Um, he manages to hoist Hannah up just before the dog oh, yeah. comes. The dog knows exactly where they are, and then this moment of absolute madness in this film. So I'm going to describe it as straightforwardly as I can. As the dog comes to try and get them in the room they've climbed up to, Arkin puts some toilet roll in the bin, sets it on fire, and then is somehow prepared that when he opens the door, the collector's dog, like Looney Tunes style, will run in and get the fiery bucket on his head, allowing him to pick up this dog and throw him at the collector, this on-fire dog. It's a big dog, dog. Well, right? It's a big dog. A big on-fire German shepherd gets lost across the... Honestly, I think this could be the inspiration for that chair scene in um, in Malignant, because he puts... The, the collector's there waiting with a shotgun at the bottom of the stairs in case they come back up that way going, oh, I'm going to get you, me, the collector. And then all of a sudden, his own dog on fire is thrown at him, and he shotguns it in half. Um... <laughs> it's not a have... good night for the collector really is it yeah the collector's had such a disturbed night oh but while they were down in the basement Arkin did see Angon you've covered you've covered the dead the dead mom in, in bombs you're going to blow the house up um, oh yeah so he's had time to do that as well yeah so they, they're on the way he's very I've, productive I've... he's very productive this this collector yeah, I'd the say collectors... similar, similar to you, Joe, of Kickstarter. Incredibly productive. <laughs> You're spinning plates. You got he's got all these things going on. He knows what what stage everything's at. Yeah, I reckon you watched this film and you went, "This gives me an idea." I could do that, but <laughs> in a less violent, I'll, I'll collect successful Kickstarters rather than people <laughs> in boxes. Yeah. Do you always bring along the results of your last Kickstarter in a box, inexplicably, to your <laughs> new one, to, to your next one? Well, yeah, you do. With each new Kickstarter, you go, this was the last one. It was also successful. Here's the comic. Great. <laughs> Those suitcases are probably freaking ha- heavier than bodies, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. Paper stock can be quite heavy. <laughs> when it's Perfect bound. Yeah. 
<laughs> so the so the, so the collector gets trapped in his own trap now, right? Yeah, this is when the we've seen Chekhov's knife chandelier a couple of times, mm. and um, you know, oh, yeah, in a fight right. with the collector, they do get that on him, and he does the horrible screaming again. Um, yeah. They escape. They run out to the. They run out to the road. Having been, I would say, pretty smart and on it for the majority of the film. Obviously, not not perfect. He's no Mary Sue like character. Arkin does get take some licks on this one, but I feel he makes his biggest error in that as he's waving, flagging down the police cars, he decides just to step out in front of one and <laughs> yeah. get absolutely run over. Stop! Stop! Smash! He's yeah, absolutely so he, flattened. He gets flattened. Um, and then he sees the collector sneaking up behind the little girl and he's going to get, but don't worry. That was just a hallucination. Uh, hallucination he hasn't had for the rest of the film, but he's had one oh, now yeah. just to be worried about that the collector's yeah. going to get the little girl. That was, that was that's not weird. what happens. It's just a policeman who's coming to get her. And mm. everything's all right. He goes off to... So he's in the ambulance. He's telling the, the police that the collector was an exterminator working at the house earlier that day. And the police um, are already on it. They're like, yep, yeah, absolutely. We have we know the exterminators that are working for him. We've got an address. We're on the way to collect the collector. Mm-hmm. Um, now, you just go to hospital and have a little rest. He's saying to the paramedic in the back of the car, what time is it? Just before midnight. They've got all this done before midnight. It's like a Christmas miracle. Yeah, I was, yeah, I was probably confused by that. It feels like an all-nighter scenario, doesn't it? I would have liked to have seen him pull out the gem as well. From- oh, yeah. <laughs> the, the, um, the, what's it called? The paramedic does, doesn't he? He looks in his pocket and he goes, oh, what's this? Eh? Is, this, is this his car keys? Or something? No. It's, my lo- it's my lucky gem. <laughs> it's it's a massive say. fist-sized gem. It's my lucky gem. It's fine. It's just one of those one of those things for good luck. Forget it. It's my personal I feel like that. Like- now I'm thinking of it, I'm a little disappointed that the gem didn't come into something in this because the collector's not going to expect it to have a huge crystal, is he? <laughs> could have bashed, could have bashed him with it and maybe shattered it into pieces, costing him the treasure. But I would bash the collector with it. Um, yeah, so uh, it's all it's all coming to an end. But unfortunately for for Arkin, the collectors. Well, does the house we see the house explode first. House explodes. explodes, detonate. The house explodes. Collector, he's got away unharmed, because when he's getting taken to the hospital, how does the collector ambush the ambulance? I don't know. An amazing GPS, or just really good luck, as he's just driving home, thinking, "Shit, shit, shit!" Another the worst thing ever. Barely got. I've lost my bloke. I already had collected. I need another one of those now. Uh, and then he must just see the ambulance and think, "Fuck it, I'm just going to smash into it." Yeah, that's right. It's a pretty good shot, obviously, inside the ambulance of mm. the the sort of the sort of. It's a good effect, thing. isn't it? Because obviously, yeah. Arkin he... is strapped to a stretcher, but you mm. see the paramedic like go from side to side and up and down as the. He's trying to help him. He's like rolls. It's all right, mate. I got you. Holds <laughs> <laughs> on to him, carries him like a baby. Yeah. Um, the collector comes and chucks a knife in the in the paramedic's eye and finishes him off. And then we end with him collecting Arkin, puts him in a little box, on he goes. Collects him in a box. And uh, is there a post credit scene? There is, yeah. Oh, yeah. I didn't. I don't remember it. What happens in the post credit? Oh, I'm trying to remember. I've got the description of it here. I was just. Oh, go on. Seeing if anyone. I stopped. <laughs> anyone it, I stopped it early because late. I was says, ready for bed. 
the collector watches film slides on the trunk containing Arkin. It says, who threatens to kill him? So I don't know if Arkin's the one threatening to kill. Yeah, or... it is. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah. I'll bloody kill you, the collector. I'll bloody like kill muffled, you. Muffled from the box, yeah. You wait till I get out of this box. You're in for it. The collector oh. don't give a shit, does he? And then he might get um, the collector kick on the box, I think. <laughs> yeah. Shut up. <laughs> and then we get the... the Sometimes he sits there. Moment. Don't know why I bother collecting these people. <laughs> More trouble than they were. Yeah. Uh, okay, so that is The Collector. That's a deep dive on the movie The Collector. We've got uh, to play a little bit of the name game. Andy, have you got any? Got some name game, yeah. Got some. Uh, Joey, should we explain how this works? Are you well aware? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so basically, we'll give you the synopsis for a movie um, that sounds very similar to The Collector, but it's not The Collector. And based on our clue, you need to come up with the title of the movie. It's going to rhyme with The Collector, essentially. Yeah. Alright, do you you got one to go first then or do you want me to go first? You can go first, you can go first. Um, What's the synopsis of the film then and I'll see if I can work it into this. Desperate to repay the debt to his ex-wife. Oh, is that true? It's the debt to his ex-wife. An ex-con plots a heist at a new employer's country home, unaware that a second criminal, a collector, has also targeted the property and rigged it with deadly traps. You can probably do an easier version of that. Okay, so desperate to pay his wife back from uh, a dangerous loan for some loan sharks. An ex-con breaks into a house to steal some treasures, unaware that another criminal holding on to the wheels of their bike as a safety mechanism has already broken in. Holding on to... The reflector. The reflector, correct. Oh, yeah, I used to love it. Did you ever get a reflector in a box of cornflakes? Oh, yeah, or some little Monster Munch spokes things. Very good. I apologise for some of these because I'm not sure how these are going to work. Um, okay, so an ex-con breaks into a house um, to steal some stuff, and he's but there's rigged with a series of deadly traps, including one that you can only escape by lining up four of the same coloured little tokens, yellow or red. The, the connector for the connect for the connect for. <laughs> The Connect Four. The Connect Four. Okay. I, I, I did apologise in advance for I'm sorry. Um, a criminal... Oh, sorry, yeah, an ex-con uh, breaks into the house to steal some treasure to pay off a debt, only to find out that uh, another criminal has already broken in. This one, wearing some parody masks and doing sort of offbeat impressions of celebrities in a way that may not have aged that gracefully... <laughs> Okay, you've managed to link it back to this. Um, but I, mean, I know it, Joey. Joey, do you know it? Me... It is Bo Selector, correct? <laughs> the Bo Selector. What the do you Bo mean? What do you, what do you mean it's not aged gracefully, Andy? What are you saying? It's absolutely classic, perfect comedy. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> I've seen a clip from the uh, the squirrel sketch today. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's a. Uh... How did he get away with us? We, we, we were chucking it along, though, weren't we, Andy? We were still enjoying it. Yeah. What a time. It, like, it, it definitely like evokes memories of that being huge when I was just finishing school. <laughs> it was definitely like one that people were quoting at you in the playground the next day. Okay. Next one. Desperate to repay his debt to his ex-wife and ex-con, plots a heist at his new employer's country home, unaware that the person who lives at this house 
has actually got long robot arms and a series of other weird gadgets that come out of his legs, ears, hat, coat. The Inspector Gadget. Yep. <laughs> the the Inspector Gadget. Yep. Correct. Well done, Andy. Um, you get too good at this. I, having this drive back from Harrogate today, thinking of things that rhyme with a collector. Um... This um, is an, almost an opposite film to this one, um, in which the collector, he's, he's at it, he's going about his business, trying to do these collecting things, but he's found that he's become way too picky, and anyone who's potentially on the slate for being collected, he always finds a reason to turn them down. The rejector. The rejector, very good. Well done. Well done, Joey. I couldn't think of that one at all. Um, okay, desperate to repay his debt. I've just, I've got, I've got loads, but I'm just going. This, this is going to be the last one because I've literally I've got changed one. one more. I've changed one letter on some of them. I've got to stop doing that. Uh, desperate to repay his debt to his ex-wife and ex-con plots a heist based around his favorite trap, which sees somebody being bullied and flung into this thing covered in knives. Projector. The, pro- the projector. <laughs> the projector. The projector. That's the fella. That's it. That's the one thing I remembered. And the last thing I have for you today then is um, a, a next con breaks into a family's house to steal their treasure, only to find out another hero has already broken in, and he is very insistent that you have the utmost in manners and treat everything in that house as you would like your house to be treated. <laughs> The Respecter. The Respecter. Very good. There we go. I'd, I'd watch all those films. Every single one. Um, awesome. So, we have to now rate the movie, The Collector, A to F. Pluses and minuses are allowed. Um, rate good or rate bad. Uh, Joey, would you like to go first? Uh, I give a C plus. C plus. Yeah. Yeah, I actually like the collected a bit, a little bit better. I think it's a bit mm. more, more fun. Yeah, um, I think that I think you're right. I think the 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 follow up really takes the formula and like expands it. You get to learn a little bit more about the the collector himself as well. You get a little bit more of that personality. This is a good start though, and I think I appreciate it more having seen the second one. Yeah, definitely. So a C plus from you, Ben. Uh, yeah, I might go a little bit lower just because I think in terms of the films we've been doing the last few weeks, they didn't sort of stick with me as well as well as the others. Probably a C minus. I'm definitely keen to see the sequel now you've described it to me. Um, I just, it just felt like one of those films. I know it, it didn't need much of a plot, but it felt like there wasn't much of a plot going on. And it was kind of like meandering from one room to another. Like things were kind of happening, but like I didn't really get the... I think in terms of like a lead character as well, like I think we needed someone because, you know, when, when you introduce a, a criminal who's trying to go straight and they've got a kid, you usually you have some sort of understanding about that character and and you want them to succeed. But with this, I was a bit like, ah, just put him in a box. Don't really care. So, so maybe that <laughs> like was wing Ben Errington strikes again. <laughs> just get this guy in a box. What's that? Ex-criminal. He can't be reformed in a box. <laughs> There we go. Did you just say right wing Ben Aaron to the stress again? (laughs) 
God. I don't know when the first day we struck was, but you know. Making a name for myself. Uh, Yeah, I'll go for a C minus on this one, Andy. Uh, um, I'm going to go smack in the middle of the two of you and go for a C. Um, I think there's a lot of good ideas in in this film. And for a Hollywood movie, you know, even even by like these 2007 standards when it came out, three million, that's nothing. And I think they did yeah, a lot with three that. million. Um they made a deep they made a decent return on it. Having talked about it, I think there is a lot of potential for it being part of a wider universe. And I think I am maybe colouring it a little bit with the expansion that you get on the collection. And we didn't talk about it as we went through, but quite a Joey, you had the trivia on this one. Like quite sad that they never got to make the third film, right? You said some of their they were disrupted by COVID and then a lot of their equipment was stolen or lost. Yeah, that's that's what I read. Oh, what? No way. Obviously it was it far into production scripts done. They filmed parts of it. Don't know how much of it. But I seen like, you know, photos from set and it, you know, all the actors were there and present and it looked, oh. you know, looked looked legit. So it's a shame. It seems seem like yeah. there's a bit of um, it's been marred by a bit of, you know, who mm. who stole from the stairs and things like that, and doesn't look like it's been rebooted for production. But I did hear about is that Mark Dunstan said, you know, he's hopeful about it one day. Yeah. It's just I hope they get to do it. Funding thing. Yeah, I, I hope they'll get sent around because I think this character has a lot of potential i think in essence it's a scary character mm-hmm. um so yeah i'd like to see more things happen with it yeah he's, he's in your house and i just heard him okay um thanks so much for joining us joey where can our listeners keep up to speed with you or your new projects uh everything like that yeah you can go on afterlightcomics.com uh, there's a newsletter on the website or you can get all our comics digital physical games and stuff as well and yeah, we're all on social media as well, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok. It's the lot. So you can wow. follow them. Amazing. We'll put the Well links... worth checking out. Always deliver. Yeah. Thank you. Most definitely. Um, we will put the links to, to that in the show notes. Thanks, everybody, for listening. If you enjoyed the show, become a patron over at patreon.com forward slash horror hangout. Thanks to our current patrons. Thanks to Taj Easton for our theme music. Thanks to ACAST for hosting the show. Please consider giving us a rating or review. Um. We're on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, and YouTube. All the links in the show notes, so follow those. Next week, we'll be covering another new release. It's um, Thanksgiving with Chris Mayo of Big Fat Colt. He's going to be joining us for that. If you listen to our Fright Fest episode, you may remember our interview of him then. So he's going to be on the show. Awesome. Uh, thanks again, Joey. It's been a pleasure. Appreciate it. Uh, thanks, man. Thanks, Andy. Be, be uh, careful out there. Nice to see you. Good Lovely to see you, to see you both. Be careful yeah. out there. Don't get collected. Whatever you do. Yeah, say check your house for traps, everybody. Like, and if you do, don't grab the scissors for goodness sake. <laughs> See you later. Bye. See you later, everybody. Bye. Bye. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. 
I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.